What is your? Uh, oh, I hate this part. Trust me. Um, yeah, Jeff. What is your? What is your uh, origin story with My Chemical Romance? With the My Chemical Romances. Yes. Yeah, so so this album, uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, when this came out, we were this is right in high school. This uh this was pretty big. This is pretty big. People love this. This this got a lot of attention. Okay, I don't know why, whatever. But um I don't know. This song and then also Helena, those were massive, massive songs. And then like Burt McCracken doing a song on this one too that was that was a big buzz people love mm-hmm. that but i didn't i mean i didn't like this in high school i didn't like this in high school i was dumb and then i listened to black parade and li- like that for whatever fucking reason so i don't know like this is this is my introduction was was this album when it came out like we were what like juniors maybe sophomores juniors no we were juniors so it was june of 04 so this is our this is the very end yeah of our junior year and literally what is it uh, 17 years or no it turned 18 years 18 years old oh, like wow. three days ago no tomorrow no today's the seventh came out on the fourth it came out on june 8th oh no the eighth oh the, oh you're right holy shit i thought yeah, this, turns, this yeah, turns yeah you're right 18 tomorrow. tomorrow yeah it becomes an adult in about what have we got two hours and 15 minutes it oh, becomes man, an adult we're just gonna shit all over welcome to the real world baby <laughs> Welcome to the real world. So yeah, this is this was my introduction by for my couple grandmas. I never heard the first album when it came out. I didn't even I I I, I heard people talking about this band, but mm-hmm. this was this was really when I, I I listened and did not like. So um, I guess I've not I've disliked My Chemical Romance from 2004 to the Black Parade, and then I thought I liked the Black Parade up until we did it on the pod not too long ago. But really, I've disliked Mike and Romance from 2004 up until I listened to I Brought You My Bullets this week and then realized that was really good. So, <laughs> nah, I don't care. Whatever. All right. Okay. Okay. So my, my okay. origin story. Yeah. So I'm not okay after listening to this week. Uh, so my uh, my origin story with My Chemical Romance is also this record, in particular, the song we already played, I'm Not Okay. That was the first thing I ever heard from them. I remember watching the video for the first time, and I remember hating it. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was bad. I made fun of it. Me and my friends made fun of it. It was cheesy. It was in, in line with Good Charlotte and how stupid they were. And uh, and not to say like what I liked was great because I, mean, I love I like corn. Corn's my favorite band. Who the fuck am I, right? Um, That's true. But yeah, this was this was like the turning point in music where I started to to rebel against the emo culture because I liked the used. I love that first used record. I still love that record. I love that record. I liked that AFI record, Sing the Sorrow, even though it was a huge departure from everything they had ever done. But I feel that AFI record was the turning point for emo music. Without that AFI record, bands like My Chemical Romance, or I, I think AFI, Sing the Sorrow, and Taking Back Sundays, Tell All Your Friends, those were the turning points to this kind of music, like bad emo music. It really was, because Tell All Your Friends came out in 2002, that was annoying. I hated that record in high school. It took many years before I started <laughs> to like that record. Many, many years. 
before I liked that record, before it grew on me. And like I said, Sing the Sorrow from AFI, I didn't really like it at first. It's still like not even one of my favorite AFI records. But yeah, dude, this is just a bad time for, for rock music. And this record, people loved it because I think it was so accessible. Nothing was overly catchy. Um, it was just dark and emo enough for people to feel like they're being rebellious. They're, this is like the Foo Fighters of emo music. Foo Fighters of Ooh. hardcore music. That's what this band is. There's nothing particularly... I mean, Foo Fighters are great because Dave Grohl is amazing. Taylor Hawkins was great. But, you know, musically, their songs are vanilla. I, I agree. They are vanilla. And that's what Mike Kim are. Mike Kim weren't, weren't nearly as are good we, as Taking Back Sunday. Are we calling Mike Kim now? Are we, are we doing that? Are we what? Are, are we calling them Mike Kim now? Is that is that where we're... Oh, did I say Mike Kim? Yeah, uh, that's a cool thing to do, right? That is pretty... That was pretty bad. That's it was, was pretty annoying, right? Fuck, yeah. I feel stupid for saying it. MCR, so Mike Kim, I don't know, okay. But isn't it easier to say Mike Kim than MCR? Yeah, but it just that's sounds so stupid. Two syllables are easier. It, it is easier, but I, I just sound. I, I feel like I, I. I feel like I want to punch myself in the in the nards when I say that I, because it's just so I, dumb. I'm gonna want want to punch myself in the nards this entire episode, <laughs> um, but I'll try not to say Mike Kim because that is really stupid. I agree. So I don't know. This is this album. I just I hated it back then. I never really liked it. Um, like you said, Black Parade. I thought I liked, but listening now, that that album is not aged well. It's not good. But this album's gotten a little bit better. It's gotten a little bit better over the years. But uh, yeah, that's my origin story. Okay. My hatred for the emo scene <clears throat> at this time. Okay. Okay. We're not fucking emo. That's what Jardway says. <laughs> I think. I think some of it is also that we were just a little too old to really jump on this because we were late seniors in high school. Had we been eighth graders, freshmen in high school, this might have had a different impact on us. Yeah, that's probably true. This this is very middle school to freshman year of high school music and attire. Very true. All right. So uh, so let's see here. We did our origin story. First impressions on this record, like now that we've listened to it again, or should we just jump into I'm Not Okay and break that down? Whatever whatever you want to do. You know, let's just jump into I'm Not Okay. Because, I mean, we've we've already given our thoughts since this is our... uh, our our origin story. So, okay, I'm not okay. What do you got for that song? What do you got? Are we are we doing like whether or not this is a banger? It's an okay. Oh yeah, we, uh, I guess we should start. Yeah, you're right. I'm all over the place. This okay, is, this pot. I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. So, do we have any stinkers on this record? Yeah. Ooh, what do we got? I have I think three, four stinkers. Really, that many, huh? <clears throat> I have one. I have one, two, three. Yeah, three stinkers. Okay. Yep. What are they? Uh, well, I mean, I guess if we're getting to, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I promise. This is a stinker. <laughs> this is this is a fucking uh, stinker. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's also a stinker for me as well. This this uh, may be the most obnoxious dryer's ever been. Like, dude, the verses are trash. Absolute fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Just, ah, man, I cannot believe how bad he is. I I can't even take it. The way he says "not okay," that no, like that thing, mm, that makes me really mad. Like I get, I get, I, I genuinely get very upset. It yeah. upsets me, and I don't like it. I fucking hate this song. 
It's even got like a little blink 182 intro. Like it's very blink sounding. It's a very, uh, all the small things. And that's how, that, that it reminds me of. It's just, this song is stupid. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. This is, I mean, like I said, this is a, this is a stinker for me as well. I think it's, it's, it's high school theater 101. It's, I, it's catchy, yeah, but it's, it's more obnoxious than anything else. And the, the trust me part during that, I don't even know what it is, like the end of the bridge where I, all the music stops and then he just says, trust me. Oh my God, dude, it's so embarrassing. Oh, I hate it. I hate that part so much. There's there's a lot of parts. I mean, and then the fact that he just keeps saying I'm not okay over and over and over, yeah. it gets so not obnoxious. Okay. It's just I, this is beyond bad. whiny. It's this beyond is so whiny. bad. I cannot even believe that anybody would think this would be like a fantastic song because it is so <laughs> bad. It's embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Even the video was was just embarrassing too. So like like I mean, it's like, a cool video and that the production, the concept is on point. It's put together well enough. Like that said, like Jesus Christ, this is fucking dumb. It is so dumb. <laughs> it did not age well. It's campy, but I don't think it's self-aware. But I will say, like, I do miss these kind of videos from this era. I do miss just like hanging, rocking out in the garage, all emo and shit. But it kind of had a high production thing going too. Not I mean, this particular video, but I miss these types of videos. But this one is dumb. Yeah, I agree. Stupid. But they but tried. Yeah. They tried to make it like a movie with like the credits and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff, and like the dialogue that the band right. would would say. Again, it's a like cool I, idea, I, but I respect it, them for trying. Much like yeah. you respect a cook for for trying out a new dish. I get it, but it still tastes like shit. And this video's still dumb. And this song is fucking garbage. I thought their image was lame too. I never liked their image. It was. I mean, I mean if I had a bad image. Taking Back Sunday had a bad image, but they took that to the next level. But they're theater because, kids. I mean, because they focused on like the image rather than focusing on writing good songs. AFI's yeah. image was dumb, but then you hear him playing, like, wow, that was fucking good. Yeah, that was really yeah, cool. That's true. But these guys are like, damn, your image sucks, and like, oh, you also play really sucky music. That's and the not, thing I was that's not cool. I was so surprised this week because I thought I thought okay, there was there has to be something I missed. Like maybe there's some like really cool guitar parts drums like something in the music that that really stands out but it really doesn't i I mean the riffs are pretty straightforward they're not i mean it's fine if they just want to play power chords and do that that's totally cool i mean offspring have made a career off of that that's and pennywise for sure have made a career off of that that's totally cool but the it's just it's bland beyond bland there's there's some cool guitar leads through some of these songs but overall nothing really stands out it, it's everything I mean, seems very phoned in except for the vocals. The vocals seem like the I only got some bangers. I got bangers on the album. There were, no, there are a few parts. No, trust me, there are a few parts. But overall, the music is really lackluster. Very, very lackluster. But yeah, I'm not okay, man. This song is, ugh, dude. I just, it's vanilla. It's it is vanilla. It's. It's pop. This is straight pop, which is can be, which is totally cool. And Not fine. even good pop. This is fucking garbage yeah. pop. Garbage pop. It's just they, yeah. It's just pop kids thinking that because there's guitars and drums in it, that it's gonna be that they're edgy and and cool. Which you know, when you're twelve, thirteen, 
that's that can be really cool. I just like I don't I don't understand. I feel bad for knocking him, but yeah. I, no, I don't fuck this. It's stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> I, I just don't I don't understand like what this song is trying to do. Like what is it trying to be? How is it trying to sound? Because it's not doing anything anything good. Yeah, it's pop, but like I'm not okay. How he sings it, it's not a catchy. It's it's whiny. It it drags on too long. So if you're trying to do like a catchy chorus, you know, like formulaic wise, you need more words in there. That way you don't because people don't like to just like belt out, I'm not okay and stretch that out <laughs> because people aren't, aren't good singers. They don't want to hear themselves sing. So like formulaic yeah. wise, it's it's just not a good it's not a good chorus because it's, it's 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 not enough words, and I don't want to sing it. It's not catchy enough to be a good chorus, but then it's not even like unique enough to I, kind of stand on its own. It is kind of catchy though. It is no. kind of catchy. Yeah, it kind of is. But I I get what you're saying. Like it, it is com- very very repetitive. It, it it reminds me of some like some song, and I I I know that I can play the tune in my mind where I think. But I can't think of what song it is. But it, the chorus here sounds like that song. The only the only thing I know, for sure, is it's some female fronted singer, and that's mm-hmm. who's singing this. And the chorus sounds just like it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll get it one day. There's a couple songs on here too that I, that <laughs> I have notes in here that bother me all week. Fuck. All right, all right. So what do you got lyrically on this one? Because I'm kind of over talking about this song. Well, I mean, so let's let's get into the overarching story. And then we can get into okay, the individual yeah, yeah. lyrics, yeah, yeah. right? So, like, the concept of this album is a guy and a girl die. I don't even know if the girl died or not. I fucking couldn't even tell. But the guy dies, and he goes to hell. And the devil tells him that if he wants to be with his girl again, he has to bring the devil a thousand evil souls. And so the album explores this guy going out and, and collecting the thousand evil souls. And mm-hmm. eventually, uh, the last soul he has to collect is his own, so... But he's already dead, so he has to like die again, I guess. But it's it's, it's a cool story. I like <laughs> it. It's cute. It's it's something you would write when you're like twelve. I get it. It's no big deal. But that's 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 the story here. Um, but this this yeah, song specifically, yeah. I don't know. It's about someone who's helping a girl with her problems so often that his own problems are are, are pushed away or overlooked, and taken for granted. I know you're stereotypical like friend zoned, right? Yeah, type that's of thing. exactly what I put. This is like a friend zone song, like a song that would not be written nowadays. And if it was written nowadays, it would be completely torn apart by Twitter or Reddit or whatever website you go on. Like this a song like this would not fly nowadays. No, because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's I, I this is the only I, not the only song. This is like one of this is the worst song lyrically, because I think he has some really good stuff and I feel like. As a lyricist, he's pretty solid. Yeah, I think he tries but, really hard, and it, it it comes through. Like you can tell yeah. that he's trying really hard, and I like that. I, I like it a lot too. Like the, really, that's the the most positive thing I have to say about this record are his lyrics. They're good lyrics. A little disjointed at moments. Like if you're if you're trying to follow this whole story arc, which they never even confirmed was real, they just kind of like fans. It kind of seems like. They threw that the idea out there. The fans like grabbed onto it and expanded on it, and the band are like, "Okay, yeah, that's what it is." But nothing was ever really confirmed about the the story of this record. But yeah, this record just—I mean, the, the song just didn't really fit with the rest of the record lyrically, like along with the story or anything else. It's very, uh, it's very uh, incel kind of. But yeah, 
<laughs> I guess we have the same, the, kind of the same viewpoints on this song yeah. lyrically Fuck as this, well. The song sucks. Fuck the song. It's no, trash. It's Garbage. <laughs> All right. So, um, so, no, so we're done with that song. Obviously a stinker for, for us both. Uh, what other stinkers do you have on this one? How, how many stinkers do you have? I have four. Ooh. Let's see. I'm just running through them real quick. Yeah, I have four. But one of them, uh, let's just say three, because the interlude was was a stinker. There's no reason for it. It, was, it just didn't make sense to have it there. Even though, even like in the context of the story, it just it was stupid. I have a couple OTFs on the fences that that okay. could have gone either way. All but right. I, I have three firm stinkers, just through and through. There's no question about it. So what are Three your firms. what are your other stinkers, dude? The next song, "The Ghost of You," oh, dude, that's a stinker for me <laughs> oh too. Oh my god, that song sucks, man. And this was funny because as I was listening to this, I was thinking like, man, this song is like, this song is is forgettable. This is what I consider a forgettable song. And then I try to listen to it and pick it apart of why I don't like this, and it could not keep my attention. I just I I just couldn't do it. And then like the guitars, there's there's two guitars on like the both of the stereo channels, yeah. and they're kind of like noodling. I don't know, but mm-hmm. like it would have been cool if they mimic some eclectic like Omar type of style, but mm-hmm. they're just like doing some dumb fucking basic noodling. They're probably just noodling like power chords, and it was just stupid. <laughs> yeah, and and like the drumming is is cool, but he doesn't have much to work with. So it's like why even do it? Just mm-hmm. just stop. Just, just let the song be bad on its own. Like you don't have to keep adding elements to it. There doesn't need to be layers to this. And I mean, this is the ballad. This is the ballad on the record. And right now, I don't even remember what it what the the big chorus is. I have fucking no idea. I, I cannot. And I've listened to this. I mean, I've watched this video a lot over the. I mean, when it came out, this video was everywhere. So I've watched this video a lot. I've heard this song a lot, but I cannot tell you how that chorus goes. And when you have a ballad, you gotta have a big chorus. And I cannot, I cannot think of it. I, I mean, he, he kind of like wails a lot on this, on this song, like a ballad wail, which is great. It can be really good and very emotional. But if you don't have that hook, the, it's just not, it's gonna fall flat. And that's what this is. I, I don't get it. The video, I, I dug the video. Honestly, I like the video. But the song itself. Yeah, whatever. So is this the video? Cause, okay, this is what you told me before we potted. You said there's one video you really liked, one video video you thought was okay, and one video you hated. Yeah, this is one I hated. Really? Okay, this is the one I liked. Fuck this video. <laughs> fuck everything about doing anything World War II style. Just fuck uh-huh. it. I don't care. There's only been like two times I can think of, besides video games, that did it well, and that's like uh, Pacific... Uh, what the fuck is it? The Pacific... And Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. If yeah. if you're not That's those, fair. don't do it. Don't do it for <laughs> likes. This video yeah, don't do D-Day, it, yeah. This this video was done for likes. Oh my god, do you know what's crazy? D Day the anniversary of D Day was just like three days ago. And Dude, then all coming together. The eight and then the eighteenth anniversary of this album is tomorrow. I just, and this I is completely unplanned. This is completely unplanned. I know. I don't know. That that, that <laughs> is really weird. weird that like tomorrow that is the, really the, this 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 album becomes an adult. Yeah, we didn't even think about the anniversary. Of we this can record. legally beat on this album tomorrow. By the it's time this terrible. album comes out, we've already beat it up. It's <clears throat> yeah, it's trash. But yeah, man, I I just I cannot it's stand trash, this type of shit. I cannot stand this type of shit because it's so fucking frustrating. It's so 
It's such a cop-out. It's so easy. Let's just put a bunch of young kids in, in World War II stuff and make, have one of them get shot because it'll sell. And it does. Because people are fucking dumb. Ugh. This is patronizing. What this is is patronizing. Like don't, A little bit. A little like, bit. Like, you're feeding me mush, and I don't like it. All right. <laughs> it is it is it is a little patronizing. I I did like the touch of the person dying being Gerard's brother, Mikey actually being the person who dies in the video. But it's a little dramatic for a song that is f- so forgettable. Yeah. Had the song been bigger and and much better, the video would have had more of an impact. But in the end, all three videos from this album or this album are st- I just don't like them. They're dumb videos. This is just the best of the three. That's really what it is. And then this it was directed. The, this is the worst of the three. It was directed by Wayne Isham, who did, um, who directed "Smells Like Teen Spirit" from Nirvana. So that was a dumb iconic video director. Too. Iconic director. That video like they, fucking sucks, though. Like, it really kind of made me think this week too. <laughs> like how much the record label. I think it was Reprise Records who they were Reprise. signed under. <laughs> how much they try they pushed this band like on this record and black parade like they said here's millions of dollars do whatever the fuck you want just just spend a lot of money and we'll have these big productions and everything like that and that's what'll sell like the marketing and advertising for this band for these two records was unreal at the time because this is our this is this is past the decadence of the the 90 the late 90s and shit like that like we're this is like pirating of music has already come along like record labels are on the way out but then they throw so much money at this band it's so crazy and i really think that's one of the reasons why this band was so popular was one because they were so vanilla and two because they had so much money thrown at them to make these big productions they also appealed to like an untouched demographic much like yeah whatever that other fucking band we did with with jimmy urine what's that band's name Mindless self-indulgence. Yeah, like that that appealed Which, to a, a, a specific demographic. This one did too. This appealed to the demographic of of kind of people that felt like they were outcasts who didn't have like a, a spot to fit into, even though this was already, this is not like the fucking 50s where you need to be a jet or a soch or something. It's mm-hmm. a little bit different. But these are these are, these are are kids that, that didn't feel like they had a voice. And then My Chemical Romance comes along and, and puts out this like cookie cutter, emo shit and that's why Gerard always has said that we're not emo because you're not emo emo's fucking way better than you like, you, you, should, you don't deserve <laughs> oh, to be emo I wouldn't go that far <laughs> dude like good emo is much better than this like good, like, yeah, good emo good, is much good much 90s, better than this good 80s 90s emo and some of the 2000s emo yeah it's better than this much better um, than this but this coincidentally, is coincidentally like untapped yeah. and, and they, they, they marketed this everything's black these kids are already wearing all black they're already replacing their their you know Pokemon T-shirts, which is black T-shirts, and my chem romance, my chem comes out, MCR comes out, my chem, there we go, and everything about them is just dark, 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 dark eyeliner, and it's just man, fuck these guys, these guys just, yeah. man, these guys just took advantage, and then, mm, don't like it. I also want to say, coincidentally, the relation to mindless self-indulgence is that Steve Rye, the guitar player from MSI, was on the the Danger Days record. He was the voice on Danger Days. And Lindsay, the bass player for Mindless Self-Indulgence, is married to Gerard. So, Oh, that's right. So there's the connection. And they met on tour because MSI opened up for My Chemical Romance 
on the Honda Civic Tour, I think in 04, 05, something like that. I think so. the difference the difference in what's happening here is is MSI fell into it. They fell into <laughs> like like that that genre, that scene, whereas yeah. My Chemical Romance was strategically placed to capture that audience. That's true. That's true. And that goes along with what you're saying with with the, there's a lot of money being thrown at this band. And I think I think anytime you release music where I perceive them as being strategic, as gross, as nasty. Yeah, it's nasty. No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> so what do you have lyrically on The Ghost of You? Um, I don't know. Uh, this is just sad, right? It just it continues the story arc, and it has, has our protagonist here kind of going through his feelings and, and even hints at, like, suicide mm-hmm. to just be with his wife. Lines like, could I, should I? Like, I get it. It's, it's, a deep, it's a deep song, and I thought the lyrics were pretty cool in this one, to be honest. But, man, this song fucking sucks. Yeah. I, I I'm the same. It, it's just about him missing the person he loves, and um, that's really all it is. I mean, he, but like, like we were builds saying, it well. He builds it he well. Does. He builds. He's, he builds like the tension really, really well, and I like it. He is a really good lyricist. I mean, we've it's done a so much shit, shit songwriter. <laughs> we've talked so much shit on this band, but he really is a solid, a solid lyricist. I really like his his writing. And, and the kind of things he, he references like comics, too. And he does like a lot of other things outside of just like music. So he's a yeah. good writer. I've, have you watched that show on Netflix? The Umbrella Academy? Yeah, have you watched that? I watched like the first episode just because I knew it was him. Yeah. And I remember being really good, but okay. not that good. I, I never watched it, but I was curious if you had any thoughts on it. It's on my to-do list at some point after I finish Curb. <laughs> <laughs> Give it like another 30 years, you might finish Curb. And Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. That's fun. Even Obi-Wan, you haven't even watched that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi-Wan, God. Zero, zero fun from your end. But that's and the okay. new Jurassic Park franchise. Which I haven't seen any of either. I, ah, I see? Mean, I mean, the, the first two, I mean, not even the first two. The first one is just so good. Second one was whatever. Third Jurassic Park was stupid. And so why would I want to watch a new, why would I want to, why would I want to watch a reboot, especially a reboot with Chris Pratt, who I don't like? I know, you're Why the only person on earth it? who doesn't like Chris Pratt. I don't like Chris Pratt. I don't think he's funny. I, he's, I just, I only know him as a funny guy and I don't Chris, think he's funny. So yeah. why would I want to see anything? Chris Pratt reminds me of like, like today's Tim Allen, but younger. No. He's just like a, no, no. Just like no, a guy's no, no. guy. Just like a no, goofy no. guy's guy. No, no. No, That's what it reminds no. me of. See, this is this is how I know you've never watched Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> because you can never make that comparison. He doesn't have the timing of Tim Allen. He doesn't have the, the same sarcasm, the dryness of Tim Allen. Get the fuck out of here. But that's, he puts on that kind of like that, that, that facade he, of, of being dumb, but in actuality he's just really like He does. Like, no, uh, you're right. What do you call that? Like like you make a joke and you know it's dumb, but then like you sit there and you wait all patiently for the response and you have like a big smile on your face. What do you, what do you call that emotion? It's like a, well, I mean, it's like a, a dad joke, but I don't know what the name of the emotion would be. You know, like that, that, that meme I, of the, <laughs> of, of the Husky that tells a bad joke and then he waits yeah. and he has like a mouth open like that. Yeah. That, what is it? It does whatever, have a name now that I think about it. Whatever that emotion is, Tim Allen has it. He's, no, he's, Tim Allen doesn't have it. No, he yes, doesn't. He does. You've never yes, watched Home Improvement. What are you yeah. talking about? I watched more Home Improvement than you ever have. Okay. Now I watched more home improvement in my pinky now, than you okay. having your entire body. 
this is this is where we know you've lost all credibility because that's probably one of the stupidest things you've ever said. Saying have, that you see more improvement watched, than me. I have watched a lot of home improvement over the course of my life. Yes. Oh, not enough. Clearly. Um. Anyway, back to because uh, I don't. I really don't want to talk. See about how Chris bad Matt, this fucking album is. We, we're talking about Jurassic Park over here. This is how dumb this fucking album is. <sighs> Let's just call it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's move on from the ghost of. I mean, stop. Oh yeah, we didn't what? stop recording. We never Woo. stopped recording. Uh, so yeah, let's move on from uh, the ghost of you. Uh, really, I don't really care to talk about any more stinkers. Let's let's get into. Some I want to talk positive. about more stinkers. I love talking about stinkers. <laughs> I guess because uh, there's so many so many of them. I I what's I have another one more, for you? Then? I have one more true stinker. Cemetery Drive. Okay, all right. That's that's just a whatever song. For we me. we specifically did this album because we want. It's been a long time since we did an album. We're just gonna shit all over and fuck it. I'm gonna shit all over this thing because I don't care. <laughs> Cemetery okay, Drive. Let's get into it. The fuck is this? But both guitars are noodling something different, and it just sounds muddled. It sounds like trash. There's yeah, there's yeah. a constant drum roll as if it's building to something, which it doesn't. Yeah. Never what are you anymore. doing? And then G Dubs is just doing his dumbass fucking vocals here. This is a. God, this is a banger of a stinker. Like that's how great of a stinker this is. <laughs> it's maybe my one BS. Yeah, there's the the song doesn't go anywhere. Like you said, there's that build up with the drums and everything, but then it goes into like a very simple, very simple verse with the. I don't even want to say dueling guitars because they're not dueling. They're not. They think it's dueling. You know, they thought like this was a cool <sighs> dueling guitars thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just falls so flat. This song is, uh, it's, what did I write here? I wrote, it really isn't a terrible song. Wait, what did I write? Oh, no, what did I write? Fucking shit. I was, I was honestly like offended by the song because I was like, you see, like, you're going to pass this off. You're going to fucking pass this off and tell me you think it's a good song. Really? Yeah. It's very really? run of the mill and very of its time. Very of its time in the emo scene and everything. It's, it's dumb. I, I have nothing good to say about it. I, it's just basic you know, it's like, beyond basic. It's like in the office when when Michael Scott told told Joe or Kathy Bates that they're mm-hmm. going to leave for the weekend, and and Joe was like, "Okay, if you think that what you did today was was sufficient, if you think you did a good a good job, you go ahead and take off." And he's like, "Yeah, yes, I did. I did think we did a good job." Which you know they didn't do they didn't do a good job. That's like this song yeah. is like, did you get like do you guys really think you did a good job? Put it on the album if you think it's good. Put on the album. <laughs> Fucking full knowing that it's not good. I know, I know. And they even like use some like weird guitar effects that that they don't normally use because they don't really use guitar effects at all outside of like an overdrive um, and just some clean guitar. Like they, there's not really a lot there. It's just very, um, dude. Everything about this band is just so straightforward and just boring, man. <laughs> it's fucking boring. And they tried to do something cool with this song, but it just it still fell fell flat. Let's throw some 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 pedals in there, but it's, it's dumb. Boring, man. Yeah, okay. So I guess I'm not really describing this song very well, but there's not a lot to describe. A, th- there's nothing there. It's it's a stripped yeah. down attempt at a song that could have been stripped down even more and done better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking sit here for my chair that cost me fucking $15 whereas Gerard <laughs> G does probably sit in his chair 
that cost him, you know, ten thousand dollars. That's right. <laughs> a gamer chair that cost him a thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. All right. Song. So that that's yeah. all I have for like my true true stinkers. So lyrically though, the, the, this song just real quick. Lyrically, oh, we're still song, gonna we're gonna keep going. Okay. Well, no, no, just just real quick because th- this fits the the narrative more that so. It out. Oh no. Yeah, it, it fits it more so than Ghost of You and I'm Not Okay. Because this is about, at least to my understanding, my interpretation of it, this is the girl, his girl, committing suicide, and he's at her funeral. He's, he's grieving over her, and he's trying to like, you know, he's trying to think of a way. Or, what am I trying to say? The way he he builds this world is like, they're gonna be together in the afterlife, and he's kind of imagining that. That's kind of what he's doing here in this song. I don't know. Sometimes his lyrics were were a little too ambiguous for me. Because, okay, so like I like the story here. I I, I love concept albums. I think they're great. Like they're that's just that's a that's a already a a next step up of songwriting. If you can string yeah. together your stuff to where it all is cohesive and it flows. The problem with this is it doesn't all. It's not all cohesive. There are songs that are outliers, mm-hmm. right? There are songs that have nothing to do with the story. So like. Yeah. Like if you think of the X Files as the monster of the week episodes, there are monsters of the week <laughs> songs on here. So yeah, it's like, why the fuck would you even do a concept album if not everything flows into it? Just because it's dark, dumb. So this one, this one I thought was like definitely some type of goodbye to someone. Mm-hmm. I think the wife of the protagonist, but I thought they were both dead anyway. That's what I okay. So, so so the first song on the album is Helena. The song to me has nothing to do with the the story of the album, the concept Not of the at album. All. Nothing to do with but it. But the second song is the beginning of it. And but the second song and then the last song seem to kind of be repeating themselves. So I'm kind of thinking maybe the point of this album is that just the the cyclical nature of love and death, maybe that's kind of what I what they were going for, or what Gerard was going for lyrically, is that cycle. But I don't know. I, really I, don't I think, I think there's a lot of emotions going into this album. Supposedly, like like Gerard had a girlfriend in his younger days that committed suicide, or a close female friend that committed suicide, and that inspired this song. Yeah. I didn't find any like hard evidence of that; just hearsay from different message boards. I think there's a lot of emotion going into this album. I like that, and it comes through in Gerard's writing, which Gerard's writing is 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 some of the best things about this album. Yeah, it's just agree, his singing is the fucking worst. But like, <laughs> I, I get that there's just a lot of emotions going into this album, and I get that it's kind of all over the place, but the overall concept is just dealing with death, right? Because even the story of, of a man whose wife dies, or he dies, or somebody dies, and he thinks that he can be reunited with her by killing other people. That's just more death, more death, more death. Yeah, yeah. And so the, I think the concept in general is just death and dark, but I don't think that they're, they're. I don't think they were emotionally developed enough, Gerard, to fully understand and cope with these with these feelings. And they're they're still in their twenties here. Yeah, fucking no. Like, whoever knows anyway. Sixties, you don't know. So I, I I think they're reaching for for the stars here. And I think if the music backed it up, this could have been, like, this could have been one of the greats like of all time. Even though people think it is, it's not. But like, <laughs> if the music backed it up, this really could have been. Man, this could have been like a perfect three if the music backed it up. Yeah, if you, if I mean, because th- at that point you could have overlooked a lot of the the shortcomings of his vocals. 
Yeah. But yeah, the songs aren't there. The musicianship, I just, not to say that they're bad musicians because they're not bad musicians. It's just, they're not, the songs aren't there. Nah. The songs really aren't there. But, uh, yeah, some cool, I mean, honestly, there, though, there are some cool little guitar solos, but they're guitar solos. They're not, they're not leads. They're not song songs, you know, they're just kind of him winking and, and doing that. But yeah, man, it's a shame. It's a shame. I really wanted more out of this record, but it, they, it fell short. So anyway, let, let's move on. We have uh we have any more stinkers or there's anything? Stinker those are all my, talk about? those are all my true stinkers. I got okay. bangers. I think I got three or four bangers. Well, let's get into your one B. Yeah. So I mean now that that'll be the shit all over this fucking album. Let's let's get <laughs> no, into the good parts. Now we could be a little bit a little bit more positive. Yeah. My my one B is you know what they do to guys like us in prison? That is my one okay. B. That is Oh, but that's a stinker for me. What? Yeah, that's a stinker for me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, where are we going with this? That is. Sorry, what, what do you got? What do you got on this one, though? So first of all, um, <laughs> that's got your boy on here. So I know. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's why you think it's a stinker because y- I, I wanted I to like this. I don't know. This this is this song's fucking dope. I like this, but like you can hear him licking his lips before he speaks in the beginning part. That's so dumb. I hate that. But <laughs> after that, like everything is everything's everything's falling together. I, I like that delivery, the staccato rhythm part with the lead guitar kind of squirreling away. And they yeah, do good. They, honestly, like they do a really good job on this album of just dropping into harder and faster parts. They don't like lead into it really. They just fucking drop right into it. Very like very aggressive punk style. Just go right mm-hmm. into it. Double time it. Fucking. We don't need to do a little baseline, a little downscale into it. Just go right into it. I like that. Dude, and the second verse hits hard. It is so goddamn good. The background vocals, solid. And the solo's cool. Just a couple kids trying to have fun. <laughs> Come on. So this is what I put. This is what I put. And this is the reason why it is a stinker for me. So it sounds like it's straight up lifted out of a musical, a high school musical. It's very bouncy, very theatrical in that. And I hate it. I don't like it. I think it's cheesy. I think it's lame. But I know you like that. You like musicals. Love and, musicals. And, and and the cheesier the musical, the more you like it. I understand that's that. true. You, it's terrible, but for whatever reason you like it, and that's why I dislike it so much. I think it's a stupid song. And I but I did put that guitar solo is pretty. It, it's pretty good. Not pretty, pretty good, but it's pretty good. <laughs> just pretty good, not 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 Larry David, pretty good, yeah, just pretty good. N- yeah, not Larry, not not even close to Larry David, pretty good, <laughs> just pretty good. Uh, I and liked it. I liked it. Ray Toro has some. This is one of the few songs where he has some interesting, good, guitar leads. But overall, man, just that 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 bouncy theatrical thing, I I fucking hate it. I can't stand that stuff. I this think it's like annoying. The- this is like the equivalent of a buddy cop movie put into like song form on stage. In what way? That is just like it's like a back and forth. You can just like picture like them two just kind of oh, like, Bert. but see, like the arms really, around the things, you know, like they're not, not the things, really going back and forth though, because Bert's only, I think, in the second verse, and then they share like just the melody in the chorus. Like there's not a ton of back and forth. It's just, it's just Bert screaming for no good reason. Not a back and forth in a Tom Mark way, 
but like a back and forth as like I'm going to support you in what you're doing type of way. Or or I'm just going to fill space. Well, that's that's, that's what support. It is. He's, like he's, I, he's supporting I like, cast. And I like Bert from this era. I really like Bert from this era. But I don't feel like he I don't feel like he added anything anything to this song. It was more just it was filler in that it was just to fill up space. Like not just like normal filler, just it just like they they threw it in. It was almost like they they threw him in after the fact, and there was nothing collaborative about it. That's that's how I view this one at least. I don't know. Okay. I just I this is, this wrong, is not a very okay. good song, man. Okay. It's not a very good song. But what, what <coughs> do you have lyrically on this one? God, you were so wrong about the Hall of Batgirl too. There was big big talk in the record store about that. Well, all everybody in the records was wrong about that. Multiple people, not just mo- even like guests that were there, and like somebody didn't like Hall of Batgirl. I was like, yeah, this He's fucking idiot, this fucking idiot podcaster that I know, he doesn't, he thinks it's a stupid <laughs> song. It is a stupid song. <laughs> 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 you guys have all been brainwashed, like you've all been brainwashed with uh, certain other things. What do you have lyrically on this oh, one? Fuck. Uh, this song follows a concept, right? The protagonist here is caught by the police and sent to prison. And the song was written because like Gerard felt like the tour van was a prison at points and stuck in the mm-hmm. same place with the same guys every day. And th- there's been talks of like like homosexual undertones, but I don't get that as much as I do yeah. a loss of identity type of thing, like a masculine identity. If anything, mm-hmm. when you're just stuck with somebody for so long, you kind of you pick up on on their their shortcomings. You get you get upset. I don't know. I I think this is him dealing with with uh, not having a personal space. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. I I heard I heard. I mean, I read things too about you know it could have some undertones, some like gay undertones. But I I really don't. I don't see it. I really don't. I think that's. I guess it's all up to interpretation. But I I, really I think didn't. I think maybe if we were like younger, I would I would. I would I would think that, but I yeah. think when you live with people, like when you live with friends, yeah, and you realize, holy fuck, man! Like I love you as a friend, but you are fucking annoying. <laughs> like that type of thing. Once that yeah, happens, no, then then you you start to see things like in the bigger picture type of of sphere. That's true. Yeah, I, but that comes with that comes with age and and just maturing, yeah. becoming life an adult. experience. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, you I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, narrative-wise, it's about him getting caught, being sent to jail, going through the mental anguish of being in jail, getting bullied essentially by the other inmates, and um, that goes hand in hand with what you you said. He could be actually talking about in this song. So, um, yeah, wait, this is your your one B, one B, baby. This is your biggest banger. Holy biggest shit. banger. That's what one stands for. That is the number one. <laughs> so the let's top play it. Let's play it. I, I really want to play it then. Because okay. we haven't played a song for a while. Because they've all been bad. We <laughs> 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 haven't played any song since I'm not okay. Holy shit. Okay, so here's a... You know what they do to guys like us in prison from Mike Chem. In the middle of a gun... Uh, you didn't hear me? Oh. Oh. I heard you say there you go and oh. that was it. And I was just like waiting and... <laughs> You know what they do to guys like us in prison. There it is. (laughs) From My Chemical Romance. There you go. Your biggest banger. There you go, baby. Shocked that's your biggest banger. But that's cool. That's cool. 
That's you cool. like you like the the musical theater thing more than me. I think I think that's the the biggest difference between you and I when it comes to music is that is the musical theater thing because I just cannot get behind it. Just in general, you do like you that really, shit way more. Do than you me. really not think like Joseph and the Amazing Technical the Dreamcoat is? I don't I like guess, it. Not good, or doesn't have any good songs. No, I don't like the music. I just I don't care for the story. I don't even re- really remember the story. I just I'm not a f- really huge fan of musicals. I mean, Singing in the Rain I think is one of the greatest of all time. Oh, God, you're such a <laughs> fucking cuck. Dude, Singing in the, in the Rain is great. It's f- uh, of course it's fucking great. Everybody knows it's great. Like well, nobody would ever say it's not great. Well, you're laughing like it's not great, but because okay. you're so don't be basic. Don't be that's basic. That's fine. I don't. I'll be fucking basic. I don't give a fuck. Oh, like, I love sh- movies. Uh, Casablanca is such a good one. Like, okay, no, guy. No, Godfather is so good. Okay, it, guy. Okay. Come on. This is a fun conversation because that's not true. Yeah. Especially Casablanca. Fuck, talk about an overrated movie. Um, anyway, yeah. What was... Yeah. Musicals. Yeah, they're whatever. What is, what I, is, I still don't really care for them. What is your 1B then? Oh, you're going to fucking hate me for this. Oh, God, dude. What you're going to fucking hate me for this. It's Helena. The first song. Are you serious? Yeah. And I hate wow. it. I hate myself. I hate myself for this. Wow. But I think this... the only reason why it's my number one is because there's a lot of nostalgia there. Like a ton of nostalgia. Because this is like, this. I think this song came out like the very beginning of our senior year. And, and I knew some people who really liked this band. And this song was always playing. And it was just always kind of in the background. And so just I have a lot of good memories with this song. So I think... That's probably why it's my number one. Otherwise, I don't know why I would like this song. I mean, that is just, that's fucking crazy boy talk. Dude, they, like, the intro to this song is also up there for, like, one of the most annoying things MCR has ever done. It's so fucking obnoxious. I cannot believe that anybody thought that was cool. I know. It's so stupid. I know. I can't stand it. But there are a lot of good things about this song. I like how fast. No, it's not a banger. Okay. No, come on. I didn't not even close. So. But, it's, but it's also not a stinker, so it's just an okay song. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how fast and rushed the instrumentals are. Gerard's yeah. vocals are annoying as fuck in the verses. Don't like them. But I like the drop into the chorus. And again, like the transitions from the chorus back to the verses are dope. I like their transitions. I like that they just drop into them. And I think that kind of comes from just not being like good at their instruments or songwriting and they don't know how to transition yeah, yeah. well so they just do it but i like that but i it's feel like kind of like an innocence to it the the transitions yeah are, are a little bit jarring but they're not for whatever reason they 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 make it work they sound they still sound good it's not like i mean i bring up this band i haven't brought them up for a long time but rise against like one of the worst bands when it comes to transitioning from a verse to a chorus fucking terrible but now that i think about it my chemical romance are really bad at transitioning but i don't know what it is about them that i it doesn't bother me it's because it's it's what we would do when we were like 15 like like we have a chorus written we have a verse written let's just play them back to back don't worry about transition just play them back to back and in that kind of simplicity you get i don't know it it's endearing it's cute yeah yeah but your kids having fun and there's some quick chickas going on in the back of the chorus, like that. Yeah, it goes true. back into the chorus. The bridge part has that same vocal effect as the intro. Fucking hate it. <laughs> and then the outro. Dude, typical outro. A lot of bass drum on every beat. The doof, 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 doof. TBS does it. Everybody did it at this point. 
Fine, mm-hmm. I like it. Helena is not a bad song. It's not a good song. Eh. My favorite video. And and kind of like to add to the the kind of history of the band, the this was the last song they ever played before they reunited. So when they broke up what, in 2013, this is the last song they ever played. And the last the last line of the whole song is so long and good night. And people were like, oh, my God, that's so that's so beautiful and so amazing. And all that kind of shit. And like, dude, this band is not. I am one of those people. I think it's really? so cool. I <laughs> oh love that God. so much. That is so awesome. I mean, it's, it's just, just so it's, it's just too so obvious easy. To be one it's, of their biggest songs, right? Like, it's okay, too it's, easy though. But God, it's that is so cool. Oh, to come God. back for your encore and then close out your 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 career at the time with Helena <laughs> and say so long and good night and walk off the stage never to be seen again, presumably. I don't, that's <laughs> that's commitment, dude. That is commitment to the bit. <laughs> That is commitment to the bit. But they don't view this as a bit. Like if they viewed this as a bit, <laughs> it would have been good. That's the that thing. Is true. It's that is they, true. Were, they were not self-aware. They were just so into their <laughs> own lore and their own their own ideas and the like theatrical shit that, you know, they took this so seriously and Dude, it's it's too on the nose. It's way too on the nose. <laughs> God damn, dude. I, I I do I do really 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 like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly though this this song is very very catchy but it is very theatrical and honestly this is not a song that should be my 1b but like i said it's really only my 1b because it is a uh it's so nostalgic do, so do, you, nostalgic do, you, do you playlist this song no i don't playlist this one. Oh, so you really don't have any bees well on this album no if if you're not if you're not playlisting, I mean at, at this point we're just we're, we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel just to try yeah. to like pretend we have a B. Well, I mean the the only the only two songs that I've that I ever playlist are the Na 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 is the Na 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 song from the first record, and then also um, what's it called from the first record, the Honey This Mirror isn't big mm. enough for the both of us. Those are the only two songs I ever ever go back to. But I still like Helena. I still think that's the best song on this record. It's stupid. Okay. I know. It's, okay. It, it's stupid. And did I agree with you too? That that opening, it's so it, like the whispering. Like I don't. I can't even remember what the lyrics are. But uh, it doesn't matter. Don't even try to do it because it's yeah. so bad. And just like that 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 subtle palm mute. Oh God. So do, 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 do. yeah, really, yeah. It, it's so bad. Everything about it's bad. It's awful. It's like it's, talk about a band that is just so basic, like just one note. They're just hitting one note with not even like a cool effect on it. Like there's no, there's nothing interesting about that one note. It's just like, like a clean, a pretty clean guitar tone with just the one note hitting just the, the up down up down up down up down. It, it fucking beyond boring, man. I agree. Oh, this band. So, lyrically, what do you got on this one? I thought it was uh, pretty sad, but yeah, apparently it's about Gerard's like grandma and also his his uh, brother's grandma. They're the same grandma, so they're brothers. Yeah, they have the same grandma. Yeah, uh, they don't have to have the same grandma though. They could have different grandmas, I guess. Well, Step brothers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, it's about their grandma that died, and I guess their grandma who was not named Helena. It was like Elena or something else that was not Helena. 
but she yeah. had a big impact on Gerard and, and they spent a lot of time together, but the last year of her life, I guess he just didn't, didn't hang around too much and he felt super sad about it. And that's really sad because yeah. that's some stuff that you like take with you forever because you can't, you can't make up for it because she's gone. But like, yeah. I don't know. I th- I feel like that's really sad. That was, that I was, s- I think this is the saddest song on the entire record. Yeah. This they, is the they, only time he's been, he was ever vulnerable on this song because everything was always so much like, let's follow the story. Let's do this. Let's do that. It, but this is the only time like where it was 100% genuine was on this right. song. Because like you, you, you know, the whole like seven steps of grief or whatever it is where, where one step is like you blame yourself and Gerard went through that. And I didn't know like he had such aggressive substance abuse issues yeah. in his past. And and like these all are are part of like the grieving process and the guy's an emotional guy. So this 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 cut him deep. This yeah. cut him deep. I thought the lyrics were really they were really well written too. Like on yeah. top of the message, I think once again, I I speak so highly of his of his lyrics. I think his lyrics are are fucking great. Honestly, they're really, really good. But damn, the band falls so flat. <laughs> um, but, so yeah, that's my number one. That's my one B. So what's your two B? That is just, what are you talking about, the video? This is my favorite video. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the video. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah. I your, like the video. This is your video. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is my favorite video. This is my least favorite video. How, what? <laughs> I think the, the whole, the whole, the girl coming up, you know, with the, the death makeup and doing the ballet dancing and all that. I think it's so cheesy. And then even the part where they're carrying the casket down, which is very emotional. I, I totally understand that. But Gerard has a way of acting where it's very much overacting. Like a lot of theater kids. Like do. a theater kid. Yeah. Like a theater kid. And, and and that's how, that's how he is in all of the videos. Cause his mouth is so big. He has a very big mouth. Have you ever noticed that? And when you have that big of a mouth, it's very easy to overact and he really, he really just kind of lays in on that. And yeah, I just, at this video, I just, I don't really care for the way, the way he says choreography. Ugh, it's so lame. The way he like, like over enunciates words reminds me of, of Semigrin in high school. And she used to oh always boast and talk about, she's always, Oh, like deaf people love me because the way I, I I use my lips to really, I don't know, really get into the word, they know, they can lip read me really well because I, I don't know, my, my, my lips are active. She would mm-hmm. always say, my, my my lips are active. Yes. I was like, my God, you, who cares? Like, shut the fuck oh, up. Wait, wait. Okay, so anybody who doesn't know, Miss Simmergren was our, our, Jeff and I were in theater drama together in high school and she was our teacher for three, four years, all through high school because we were, Drama kids, but you more so than me. But yeah, she was our teacher. So whenever we say Simigran or Miss Simigran, it's our teacher. So there you go. She was really cool. She was a really cool teacher. She was teacher. awesome. Yeah. Probably one, like a top three teacher I ever had in high school. Yeah, she was a, she was awesome. Super. But cool. she was also like ridiculous in some aspects. And, and, and that was just <laughs> one where, but it makes sense. But like when you over, when you overuse your lips to like, I'm kind of doing it right now. It's annoying. When you, when you overuse your lips to to emphasize what word you are saying, it's easier for like lip readers, deaf people, or anybody reading your lips to pick up on what you're saying. I get it, 
But that's what Gerard does in his videos and the way he sings. You can hear him like over enunciate words. And yeah. again, it, it brings you right back to like high school drama. And it, it yeah, like this is this is this is ridiculous. This is this is this is drama kids. These are drama kids that made a band. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> not not to say like every drama kid is like this because I mean we know a lot of really cool drama kids that that we went to school with and and all that kind of shit. But there are some of them that were just oh my god they were obnoxious beyond belief. But it's crazy. I I. I don't know if I even told you this, or I, I probably I had to have. But one of the drama kids we went to school with, I saw him again like a decade later, working as the head pirate over at uh, the Medieval Times equivalent, but for pirates. Oh, you did say that. And yeah. Wait, I think I know who it is. I'm not going to say who it is, but does it start with a J? Yeah. Okay, I know exactly. Okay. Yes. And like, I mean, I'm at the point because I, I brought the kids to it. So I'm at the point in my life now where if I see somebody I recognize, I automatically like, oh, my God, we went to high school. I know you because I know I, I recognize faces more than names. Yeah. And he has a he recognizable was, face. He was just not having any of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. That was like a good talk, I guess. So I, I don't know. Maybe. Wait, he I was a dick to you? He wasn't a dick. He was just very standoffish for oh. sure. Even with like the kids, I, I Nick and Kaylee, very yeah. standoffish weird and i wasn't like a dick in high school but i made fun of a lot of people including myself and everybody you know so i don't know i think you made fun of your friends more than anybody else i made fun of everybody just like teachers principals everybody yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man just all these all of these high school memories are just like rolling back into my head of when (laughs) i made fun of people I mean, like what was going through my mind right now was just all the stupid shit that we would do in class and all the just the stupid stories, like the pranks and all that shit just came flooding back into my memory right now. Literally took none of it seriously. Wow. Yeah, it was all so silly, but it was fun. It was, it was fun, but so yeah. yeah. <sighs> shit. All right. So let's move on from Helena. Uh, very sad song. Saddest song on the entire record. I like the video though. Yeah, the video is fine. The I mean, I would never like watch it again. But out of the three videos, I thought this one was the best, and the World War Two was the worst because it's just like, dude, don't don't treat me like a fucking child. But I think okay? also you you like this so much because there was the choreography, there was the dancing, there was yeah, it was like watching him. And the whole choir stands up when he like yeah. preaches. Oh, that's so annoying when he preaches. But when the choir stands up, <laughs> that's on point, dude. Everyone's standing up in unison. Like that's hard to do. Ah. Uh. I liked it. It's good. Okay, yeah. It's, it's okay, fine. so that's your 1B. That's my 1B. What do you got for dumb, your 2B? Wrong. Um, thank you for the Venom. Okay. That's a, thank that's you a for the Venom. I think that's my 3B. Did I fuck it? Oh, that's my 3B. Yeah, thank you for the Venom, my 3B. So, I love how the symbols ring out. I, I like that they just linger there for a minute. That's the, the intro here is just absolute banger. And my third line about this that I wrote, I said, fucking Gerard, you just had to do something so fucking stupid. <laughs> but I still kind of like how he sings here. But God damn, you're annoying. Everyone's on point here. Everyone's yeah, matching yeah. the pacing together very well. I like this solo because it's kind of set up like a breakdown. 
but then it goes into the more traditional solo. So it leads somewhere. There's a transition there. This is better mm-hmm. songwriting. And like how the solo ends is kind of cool. There's that loud feedback and like string screech noise. And then it goes into the clean channel picking. Mm-hmm. That's better songwriting. Now we're getting to like some better songwriting. And I dig that. I respect it. I like it. But then again, with the classic emo kid outro, again, very TBS, right? Slow mm-hmm. things down for a second. Layer the vocals. Someone's got to be yelling. And just hit the bass drum. Doof, 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 as everybody just speeds up in outros. <laughs> Can't go wrong. It's so true. It's so can't go true. wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh! Also, the guitar riff in this, the main guitar riff, is super metal, super super metal. And like you said, the transitioning is some of the best transitioning that they do on this record between the metal that that really actually cool metal riff into the very pop punk kind of, I guess like I don't want to say chorus, but just kind of melody part. It's really good. I mean, overall, and and overall, it's pretty fast. It's upbeat, um, and the guitar solo. I I made a little note of that 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 small guitar solo. It's it's just enough to not be to over to overstay its what to overstay its welcome. I guess you could say it's it just fits it fits really nicely within the song. But there is a lot going on in the song, and I feel like that's what's exciting about this song, and also. The second half of this record is much better than the first half. Yeah, I agree. Like it's very bottom heavy because we always say top heavy, but yeah. it's very bottom heavy on this on this record, and that's very rare. It's usually the complete opposite. But after Ghost of You, the album really kind of picks up. It really does, and they become it kind of it kind of almost reverts back to their first record, but not nearly as kind of raw and and sporadic or. I guess sporadic and feeling feeling like it's gonna fall apart. But this is a really good song. This is this is a really good song. That's why that's why it's my three B. Mm. So I don't know. Should I okay. play a little bit of bit of it and then we get into the Play lyrics? a little bit. Pick out those symbols because they linger for a minute and I really like that. Okay. So here it is. Uh thank you for the venom from my chemical romance. There's a there's some parts of the song that remind me a lot of some 41 as well because they they do incorporate the 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 metal with the pop punk kind of well on this song and obviously some 41 really meshed those two genres together perfectly but it's a good song man solid stuff yeah. solid song so I I don't know if you looked it up but um this this the single for this song they Thank you for the Venom, the seven-inch single. A-side is this song. B-side is the song Jack the Ripper, which is like a Morrissey cover, I think. It's a live version of it. Uh, the single itself is going for $200 on Discogs. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that insane? <laughs> Fucking That's single. Annoying. This single is $200. On the, uh, on the other album, the fucking, what's the electronic one? The Danger, Danger Dog? Danger Days. Dang- Danger Days. Danger Dog. They they did a cover of Common People by Pulp for that album. Did they really? Yeah. Is there a single for it? Uh, it was a B-side or like a, a Japanese pressing of a seven inch, and maybe there was like three or four songs on it. Um, but damn, it is bad. It oh, is, is it really? fucking oh, bad. It is so awful. Ugh. It's almost like deliberately awful. Like they try to make it bad. That's how bad it is. 
Well, that's really obnoxious. Yeah, I was, I, 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 as I was looking at it, I was like, oh fuck yeah, they did like Common People. That's a really dope song. Like everybody, everybody can do that song at least good. Nah, <laughs> nah. Them. I'm, I'm like going, I'm, I'm going right now. I'm checking all the, the singles on Discogs to see if it's, it's on any of them, like an actual vinyl copy. No. Yeah, I don't see it anywhere. Bad. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, it's not that Bad. hard of a song, but whatever. What are you gonna do? I don't. I don't. I don't know why you would cover "Common People," knowing that Shatner perfected the song. <laughs> that's true too. So, I don't. I don't know why you would ever do that, but that's fine. So, uh, kind of on a side note, would you ever get the um, the the conventional weapons record on vinyl? No, no. I would no. Okay. Because I was gonna say my my it, my, my my chem uh, collection is complete. Okay, that's fair. So I was gonna say because you can't buy that entire record in its entirety on vinyl. Of course, why would you? Uh, be you able can to? just buy the singles. So there's there's five different singles, two on each side, obviously, and they each go for like between one hundred fifty dollars and two hundred dollars each. So we're looking um, at about a thousand dollars for to get all those songs on vinyl. That's cool. So that's that's obnoxious. That's that's fun. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw it <laughs> out there. Uh, since I'm on I'm I'm on Discogs right now. Yeah, I, I, my 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 collection for My Chemical Romance is is officially complete with the one and only I will ever buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it. So Don't I care. think I think I would. I mean, obviously, I want the first record, but I think a single wise, I would just want to get Na Na Na. That's the only thing I'd want. Otherwise, I, I just do you, I don't. I do don't you care. like buying singles? I think I'm starting to get into it, but only with songs that aren't on the records. Because a lot of the because a lot of the seven inches I have are stuff that's not on the records, mm, like okay. that Angels and Airwaves song. All that's left is love. It's not on the record. The AFI seven inch, you know, the Weezer one. It's just yeah. I just I'm not gonna buy something that's already on a record unless it's so difficult to find that particular record. Then I'll buy some of the singles. Unless that record fucking monumentally sucks, but yeah. that one song is fantastic. Like that Weezer record, <coughs> which oh. has arguably one of their best songs. But that I mean, record it's a good is trash. Song. Oh, it's fucking good. I mean, it's it's, good it's top. It's top five for sure. Oh, I just can't. I can't. If I you're can't. wondering. Come on, I can't. Come I on. can't put that in top five. No, you can. You're you're just I too can't. scared. You're a scared boy. You're a scared yeah. boy. We've I, all I been put scared it in top boys. Ten. We've all been scared boys at some point, but you got to overcome that fear. I mean, there's there's five, five blue out blue songs that that are better. There's well, that's five stupid. Pinkerton songs that are better. There's not five Pinkerton. No, come on. See, this is this is the thing too. You're so brainwashed with Weezer, thinking that the only thing good. Is from Pinkerton and Blue, or Pinkerton's Blue and Blue's Pinkerton. I think I think Hashpipe's a top five Weezer song. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just trails off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song, but it's not top five, yeah. man. Come yeah. on, come on. Oh. oh, that was really stupid. I'm trying to see like a na 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 how much that that's that single goes for. Probably 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 a million. 
Probably a million, two. Yeah. Mil two. <laughs> oh my god, seventy two dollars after shipping. Oh god. Yeah, Buy fuck it. that. No, yeah. sixty six after shipping. That's the cheapest one. Oh, it's it's a steal. It's a steal. Picture disc and all. Picture disc and all. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, what were we? Uh, thank you for the venom. That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the venom. So, do we have anything else on this song? Should, what nah. else should we do? Okay. I, so I that think I only your... got like two more B's, dude, and then, then it's all shit talking. <laughs> I have right. one more B. We've done a lot of shit talking, so I don't know how much more shit talking we can do. Oh, dude, I have so much so. notes of shit talking. <laughs> all right, so my my two B is Hang 'em High. The song right Ooh, after. that's my three B, baby. There we go. There we go. We're kind of on the same page here. Kind of on the same page. So this is like the... I hate to say it like their Western song because it the is. only like Western elements in the song is like the first 15, 20 seconds. And then you hear some like subtle things throughout the song, but otherwise this is just more of the same, but I still really like it. I really, really do. The, I mean, I don't know. Let, let's start with the beginning again. It has the, the, the twangy, twangy guitars, the whistling. It's so, it's so, um, I guess, on the nose and just so basic of a Western song. Like they, they took like the most basic elements of a Western song or a Western movie and put this into this song, or at least the beginning of the song. Yeah. Before they jump into like the fast part. But uh, they they, they threw out the Western sound early on. They they made it over the top, like you would in theater, right? Just everything's mm-hmm. over the top. And then they shied away from it. They they immediately went away from it, but then brought it back very, very subtly here or there. Mm-hmm. But overall, like the only time you ever would think this is a Western song is in the beginning. If that song was, or that part was omitted entirely, you probably wouldn't pick up that this was like the Hang 'em High was like a Western inspired uh, song. And I like that because, I don't know, they, they attempted it, but they didn't wait around for it too long. They they yeah, they, yeah. they threw it out there and then moved on. But it's like, like why why even do it? You know, why, why not? Why not? Why, why even do the twenty seconds or fifteen seconds of it? It's like throw it in ten seconds. If that okay, that's what I'm saying. Like why even do it? Why not? If you're never because gonna go fun. back to it, if you're never gonna go back to it, why do you gotta go back to it? This is this is a monster of the week at that song here. This is this okay. Is, yeah, it's fun. It's cute. <laughs> I I mean lyrically it is kind of a monster of the week song too because it has nothing to do with the overall narrative but uh this is this is one of the fastest heaviest songs on this entire record and that's probably why it's my number two this is one of the few times a very very few times where mikey way kind of breaks through breaks through the mix and you can hear his bass playing and he does i mean he doesn't do anything crazy or or super memorable but you can actually hear his bass because the the two guitars play because the, the two guitars playing through each side of the 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 speakers or the headphones whatever they're kind of doing their own thing kind of I don't want to say winking because they're not winking at all but they're just they're just kind of doing their own thing but then Mikey's just doing he's just that that solid just kind of rhythm like he he kind of finally locked in with Matt and that's what we get in this song and I think that's one reason why I like the song as much as I do is because the is because of Mikey's playing. Because it actually sounds like a band. It doesn't sound like a theater, like a theater a high school musical. It sounds <laughs> like an actual band. 
and that's why I like this song. Outside of the intro, I agree. I think this. I think the song's fucking dope. I think it's super fast. The chorus slows it down a bit to give some relief, but like mm-hmm. right after the chorus, it's over. It's just it returns right to the fast shit. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't stop. Doesn't doesn't take a breath. It's just okay. Let's go again. And then I guess it features Keith Morris on on oh. vocals from uh, Black from Flag Circle Jerks. Circle Jerks, yeah. But I didn't hear it. I I mean I there's like a very very buried verse that like a spoken word thing he says and some mm. of the screaming and yelling towards the end is supposed to be him. And from what I read, I guess like the band or Gerard or somebody saw Keith Morris somewhere and essentially cornered him <laughs> and like begged him to be on this record. <laughs> which sad. I kind of like because there's no fucking way Keith Morris would ever be involved in some shit like this. Had it not yeah. been for begging, there's no way. But also Keith Morris has never been like a total asshole. He's not like Henry Rollins or... or not a total asshole, but he would not commit to something that's this fucking stupid. This lame, yeah. That's that's like, true, this I is, guess. This is lame. Like, this but also, is he, lame. Hadn't, he hadn't had... Keith Morris, at this point, what, in 2003, 2004, Circle Jerks hadn't... They were, yeah, big in the underground, but they hadn't really kind of had that nostalgic return yet. And his his time in Black Flag is almost non-existent, unless you're really into Black Flag. Like, no, he, he's just, kind of like a I mean, he, fa- he founded the band, and he founded both well, bands. He did. So no, I agree. No, he did. He's iconic in the scene. But yeah, no, for sure. Like, Circle Jerks was, was almost a, a, a decade off from, from their last album. Yeah close to it maybe but i feel like it wasn't until like the mid 2010s where like the old school like kind of obscure punk started to make more of a comeback like the circle jerks and shit like that like there wasn't like this is like the forgotten era of that era if that makes any fucking sense he he had another band too or he was in another band that i I can't remember the name was was he's in some other band that was popular like the 2000s oh, oh it was um it was uh all Right? No, that was all. Was the guys from Descendants that, the, minus Dude, Milo? That, you're you're right, but it's something. Something. I'm I'm looking it up real quick because it's gonna drive me nuts. Some yeah, he he had a different band that he was in, but I don't know if that was maybe there was a, a gap in between. Like I, um, I I couldn't find like where where they saw oh, Keith it Morris was off the band off, off with with the exclamation yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are. Off. There we go. Uh, we were close with all. It's all the same. That was close. That was good. It's all. It's all off the same. It's all off the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's all right. It's fine. Uh, Hanging uh, my is a good song. I like it. Ooh, dude, he was in a band called Midget Handjob. Midget Handjob. Yeah, they came out with one record in two thousand. God damn! What there a we name. go. What a name. Anyway. Midget Handjob. Um, yeah, hang 'em high. This is a song. Uh, so, so let's let's play the song a bit, and then we'll get into the lyrics. Sound good? Sure. All right, here it is. Hang 'em high from My Chemical Romance. All right, so what do we have lyrically on this one? <coughs> um, isn't this just like a, a a guy and a girl riding around on a fucking horse, and the guy's like, "Oh, if I'm dead, then you should keep going without me." And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> Is that is that what this is? No, that that's 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 a that's an interpretation of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
No, I, 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 I think, I think there are multiple ways you can look at this song, and I think that's kind of the. I, I mean, I hate using the word, but the, kind of the genius behind Gerard's lyricism or his lyrics, lyricism, his lyrics, uh, is that he can be pretty ambiguous, and and I, I got, I have two things here. One kind of follows the the overall story arc, where it it's just him kind of going out, just killing as many people as he can to, to kind of bring his kill count up to the thousand that he needs to, that he needs to reach. And this is kind of the story behind that or a story behind reaching that kill count. Uh, but just kind of set in a Western thing. But I think considering at this time he was, he was an alcoholic, he was into cocaine and I don't know what other, drugs he was he was into but kind of what i got was that this is an up and down song so this is like the counteracting of the different drugs so drugs so like him getting drunk then taking cocaine to bring that to bring him back up and then drinking more to bring him back down low so i think it's to me this song is like the up and down of the various drugs he was taking the uppers and the downers he was taking dang that's kind of what i got because there are a lot of I mean, I don't want to go too much into the lyrics, but I mean, there, there are various things that he says that seem that are, that that are counteracting each other. And then I think what is what does he say in the chorus? Like, I don't have the lyrics up with me right now. God damn it! I wish I did. But I don't know. Prepared always. I know I should always be re- be prepared, but I feel like this song, on a personal level to him, is about his own addictions and taking the uppers and downers and how taking the uppers makes you feel really good and want to get on a ride and just kind of go crazy, but then immediately come down from that because the high only lasts so long. But that's what I got. But don't stop if I fall and don't look back. Oh, baby, don't stop. Bury me and fade to black. That's the chorus. I I feel like that lyric is is kind of the, the rise up of the cocaine or like the upper. And then him drinking and then the fade to black is the alcohol fading to black because that's usually where alcohol leads to. It leads to okay, that, okay, that blackness. Okay, 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 okay. That's kind of where I was. I, I didn't like, remember the exact lyric, but that was one of the things I was trying to remember right now. Okay, that's I can I see it. I mean, the the concept of, of I don't know, the high, the highs and the lows, like you said, I can see that. I get it. Yeah. And I think maybe we, like subconsciously Gerard is better than he thinks he is. But again, like the music just doesn't back him up properly. True. And then also, I mean, maybe this is kind of a stretch too, but the song Hang Him High is obviously about hanging somebody from a noose, like in the old Western days. And I feel like that the title of the song was intentional because he was very depressed and probably suicidal at moments. And when you're using this much, especially with the downers, you're more susceptible to committing suicide and having the title hang him high is kind of like a, a subtle way of saying like, you know, this could end very bad to the point of death, but I don't know. I, I have, I have one other song that I think he really nailed it on, but I like, I like this part of hang him high and the hang him high thing too. If you think of how, how people were hung in like the Western days, right? Like mm-hmm. for all to see, like this person fucked up. Not everybody knows this person fucked up. That's why they're hanging here in the town square. So Gerard is thinking that the whole world knows his inner problems. 
Yeah. And that's why he feels he's going to be hung up high for all to see. I can't yeah. dig that. There's a song on here that reminded me of Thrice. Oh, it's not a fashion statement. It's a, it's a fucking death wish. The the intro part reminded me of something like Thrice would do early on. Uh, musically or the lyrics or something? Like the way he sings. Like think like Phoenix Ignition, like that type of oh. intro part. That, that sort of reminded me of. I know, maybe I'd have to listen again. To yeah, when you when you edit, you'll listen again. You're like, oh yeah, Jeff was right. I'm a fucking idiot, and then you'll say, I'm sorry, <laughs> well, like you always do. That's not gonna happen. I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So, we have anything else on on Hang Am I? No, that's 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 more than than what I got. <laughs> that's it. Damn, I feel like I feel like we went from like complete shit talking for forty minutes to getting really kind of deep. The Dude, last, Jard's the best and the minutes. worst part of this band, honestly. Dude, I know it's so it's so obnoxious. It's so annoying. It's so. <laughs> I don't annoying, know, like dude. when the last time we like had this kind of, of 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 separation like this, like the one person is the best and worst part of the band, right? Ah, uh, because I mean, never. Like, I, I don't know, <laughs> and I think it's only because everybody else is so mediocre. So that's yeah, nobody what makes helps him the worst. Them. Because Nobody that, helps him. That's what makes him the worst is that he's so mediocre. You know, that ah, it's so obnoxious. But dude, his his lyrics are fucking killer, man. Killer shit. So uh, that was my two B. We did your three B. What what are the other songs you want to talk about? I don't I don't have any more any more B's. I will say that the interlude part, like he was for sure channeling like his inner Tom York from Radiohead. That's what he sounded yeah. like. That's what it was going on there. But that song, I put that song as an okay song, but it's, I mean, it's an interlude and not even a good one at that. So eh, I think the whatever. only thing that made it seem similar to Radiohead is like the kind of ethereal sound to his voice, like the effects they put on his voice. The way he was like, kind of like dragging on though, like the slow pacing mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Like he's, he's trying to be it. But the only other song that I really want to talk about is Jet Set Life. Okay, a later song. Because that was that was almost a banger What's for that? me. That that was that was OTF. That was on the fence. Almost a banger. Um but like lyrically, this is like my favorite song lyrically on the album. And I I, okay. I dug it. I dug it. So I mean this is my this is actually my five B. Oh the Jet Set Life. So what what so yeah, what what do you got on this one exactly? So like musically, I, I think it's fine. I like the swell in. I dig the vocals here over like the '80s wet sounding verb effect thing they got going on. Mm-hmm. I think the bass was laying down some cool chops. Drums are crisp, but hear him do hear him do like that Spanish accent thing. Oh man! Wait, does he do a Spanish accent? He, he says something like fucking. I don't even know what the Bella Bella something Bella Muerte, but it's so bad. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's so fucking dumb. It's so bad. Um, but I like the chorus. I like how he says the first word of the chorus, all snotty, and then lets it like taper off. I like that. Mm-hmm. And the first part of the bridge reminded me so much of another song. I talked about this earlier, but I can't fucking place it. This is the other part. Okay, so I, I know. Hear... I know what it is. God damn. I know Do you know is. the song I'm thinking of? I don't know the song, but I know the band. I 100% know the band because I put it in my notes. What is it? Muse. Is Matt, it Muse? Matt Matt Bellany, the singer from Muse, there are so many moments, especially in the bridge of this song, where he sounds almost exactly like Matt does in this era of Muse, which is the sing for Absolution. Wait, no, is it Absolution? The album is called Absolution. Yeah. 
Yeah. He there's so many moments on this in this song that sound like that record, which came out God, a year it has before to be this it. record. It, it fucking is, has it, to be it. It was the first thing that came to my mind and, and I'm like, oh he's he's going deeper and deeper into the whole muse thing. And then like by the end of the song, I'm like, dude, this is this is like a a bootleg, a very bootleg muse song from Absolution. Which I love that record. That record's fucking amazing. But yeah, it came out I mean when you think about it, it came out like a year, year and a half prior to this record. So yeah, no, it's it's a hundred percent muse and Matt Bellamy. His vocals, it's the vocals. I'm I'm definitely going to re listen to it and think muse because like it bothered me all week. I said, No, yeah. this reminds me of something else, but I cannot place it. But it's not it's not a particular song off that record. It's just kind of the overall way Matt sings on it that Gerard was kind of what I, at least what I think Gerard was like pulling from. But yeah, it was one hundred percent Muse, totally. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so I, good. I think this is a good. I mean, this is like I said, this is my five B. It's a little bit faster of a song. Uh, there are moment like metal kind of moments here, especially in the verses. Uh, and this is another song where the bass cuts through the mix a little bit. And I like it. I really dig it. But yeah, I mean, barely. And it's not like he does much, but you can at least hear him. And it's yeah. fun. <laughs> He's doing something that the guitar players aren't doing. They're right. not all playing the same thing, the same power chords and notes. So, but this one, this one is like my favorite song on the album lyrically because because this 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 song I think Gerard is talking G Dubs is talking about addiction and personifying that addiction as a woman. The yes. opening verse comparing his addiction to being like helpless and trapped, right, in a jar. Like that's solid. And he talks about like being trapped, like I said, and, and she, his his addiction, poking holes so we can breathe, or essentially giving him just enough life to keep the addiction going. And it reminded me of, of like Weezer's on Pinkerton butterfly song, where he kind of compares everything to like a mason jar and a butterfly and kind of being trapped like that. And this is a good songwriting. I like it. I, I think agree. it's really good. I think it's fucking fantastic. And uh, this is my favorite song on the album lyrically. I I agree with you lyrically on this one. I, I feel like he does a great way a great job of of kind of I guess metaphorically talking about his, his own substance abuse and relating it to a uh, a girl, a relationship, a romantic relationship and and how that relationship is destroying him and kind of bringing him down, but he still can't help but want to go back to this person or this drug or whatever it is, even though he knows it's, it's slowly killing him and destroying his life. And I mean, we've all kind of been there, you know, and he just kind of, he, dude, he's just, he's just a solid lyric, uh, lyric, lyricsman, lyricsman. Let's just say that. Lyricsman. Yeah. We could say lyricist, but lyricsman. Lyricist. Lyricsman sounds more fun. Lyricsman sounds like he's like uh, some gesture like out of like the fucking Renaissance yeah. era, or a pirate, writing, you know, writing poems for the king, as in their Queen's English. Here. As the Queen's English, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off with their heads! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I, that's, I, um, yeah, I, I think I think what he does best is is when he really pulls from his his own emotional state like like we were talking about helena when he's talking about his grandma i mean that song lyrically is just it's so it's so dramatically good like i 
I love it, the lyrics on that song and the emotion in that song. But then like, you know, the substance abuse problems and in the few songs we talked about and hang them high and this one. And dude, he, he taught his lyrics are so much better when he's talking about his, uh, his himself rather than writing a story. Like when it's just writing a story, it's, it's good. It's fine. But when he really kind of dives deep into his own psyche, that's when it really comes out and dude, his songwriting or his lyrics are so much better. Uh, should we play a little bit of the jet set life is going to kill you? That's all right. Did you listen to did you listen to the to the demo that bury me in black? I did not. I that was did a good not. song. You like that one? That's it's good screaming, good hardcore, like picking and chugging. It reminded it really? me of some of the stuff. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. It reminded me of some of the stuff from like Senses Fail, Let It Unfold You album, but only the hardcore parts of it. Okay, it's pretty yeah, good. It was pretty good. Let It Unfold You is kind of like uh, oh oh, it's an okay you. album. Easy Tiger. Okay. Easy. It's okay. It's okay. Renacer is a better record. Much better record. Much better record. <laughs> I How still do you don't know if it's Renacer or Renacer. Renacer. I don't, I don't know, know which one it is. I, I just know. say Renacer because it's annoying. It's. It, I mean, Renacer definitely sounds wrong. <laughs> like I don't, it does, There's yeah. no way it's Renacer. But then when you say it, wait, Renacer? Uh, Renacer. It sounds really pretentious and annoying and obnoxious. So, Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It's a great record, though. Fucking yeah. best uh, since before, be, I feel like we're almost to the point of wrapping it up. Before we wrap it up, I do want to say that the producer for this is Howard Benson. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, a couple a couple takeaways here. He uses auto-tune a lot in a lot of the things he's produced. And uh, according to the internet, he said that people that don't use the auto-tune are just fucking crazy. He said it's crazy not to use the autotune. So hmm. that's fun. Um, but he has produced for honestly some of the biggest names in rock. I will I will I will now list <laughs> I will now list the biggest <laughs> names in rock in rock that he's do. produced. Please uh, do. Flyleaf, POD, oh, okay. Crazy mm. Town, and mm. uh Daughtry. So <laughs> there you go. There there you go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those bands sold a lot. They those did sell bands a lot. Did sell a lot of fucking albums, but Shit, 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 and shit. So, and this record, do not care. maybe shit. Um, this record is not good. I will tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, does that mean we're we're gonna wrap it up? I mean, I, I, all of my big talking points, all of my big shit talking points are good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm good. I think so too. I mean, the I think the only other banger I had was "Give Him Hell, Kid." Which oh, like this, you, you have another banger. Let's get another banger going. Give him hell, kid. I that mean, was an okay song for me. No, we don't have to get into that one. I mean, it's it's my four B, but I think the <laughs> so only reason big what? big takeaways here for me, right? The lead guitar part, I wrote lead guitar part. LOL, amateur, bro, <laughs> amateur. <laughs> it's amateur wonky. It's amateur wonky. I I I agree with you, but it's a little bit different from what they normally do. It's a little bit faster, harder of a song. I mean, it does start with that distorted bass, which isn't anything great, but it's different. It's a nice tone. I like that tone. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. Uh, the one thing I really didn't like, though, was Gerard's vocals in the verses because it has that, he uses that distorted vocal effect, which I fucking hate when singers Ooh, do. I got a, I I got a good it. note for that. And what do you got? I wrote Gerard, <clears throat> excuse me. I wrote Gerard trying to be some kind of goofy ass Wednesday 13 or some shit. 
that's what I wrote because it was so <laughs> stupid, and that's what it reminded but me. But see, of. what you said it doesn't make sense because Wednesday doesn't use those. He doesn't really use those effects on his voice. But he's stupid. But he, he writes like, deliberately. He deliberately tries to be dumb in his vocal approach. That's the point. That's the point. But in the end, Wednesday writes really, really catchy songs. Way catchier than anything My Chemical Romance have done. Easy Tiger. The the catchiest Wednesday songs, Murder Doll songs, whatever, are far catchier and better than My Chemical Romance have ever put out. You know, like, Wednesday 13 just takes the approach of, like, the Ramones. All he does is just do basic fucking power chord shit, structure songs, Rambo, and, and all these dumb songs. They're all the mm-hmm. same. There's no fucking difference to them. Yeah, well, you're, catchy. Just, you're just talking about like a uh about I don't know, I'd say six year span in his career and he's been going at it for about thirty years now. I so mean, okay, that's fine. Okay. You're, you're taking six years. Over. Chili's you're, has been at restaurant for twenty five, thirty you're, years. You're, you're also taking is six that the seven best years. Restaurant there is? You're also taking six, seven years of, of stuff out of a thirty year career. But that's fine. Okay. You can keep doing that. Justin yeah, you've been touring for twenty years, and that's fine. Well, Wednesday really is good. better than Justin Bieber. So what are well, we talking Justin about? Justin Bieber's been touring for 20 years. Well, touring has nothing to do with writing music, but that's okay. We can keep this up. <laughs> so <laughs> what are we talking about here? This has gone so off the rails. Fucking oh, my God. G- give him hell, kid. <laughs> give him hell, kid, yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really. We don't need to talk about this one. Let's. Uh, so then let's wrap it up. Give our final thoughts on this record. And rank it or not rank it but rate it uh with our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to one is about a bad album but give it a shot and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard so what do you got jeff go this this album is not very good it's just it's just not like overall it's like it's like a letter grade it's like a group project. Like if we're giving the group project scores and then individual scores on the side because one person pulled more weight than everybody else, I guess it'd mm-hmm. be different. But this album's just not very good. I like, I think like musician-wise, the drummer maybe would be like my favorite, my favorite person in the band. But that's only because he's just like goddamn, he just throws like a bunch of like cool fills, like a lot of lot of, lot of really like rushed drum rolls. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, it's fine, I guess. The band, man, the band is, they're not bad. They're just, like, non-existent. Like, why even have a band? Just <laughs> use fucking uh, Fruity Loops or use Sonar. Or just put your, record it through your computer and just make a fake band like Beartooth does. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> this album was, was uh, severely disappointing coming off their first album and... I have way more negative things to say than positive about this album, about this group. I think Gerard is a fantastic lyricist. I think he has a lot of really great ideas. I just think he has, he, he's not surrounding himself with people that are, that are making those ideas better. Mm-hmm. I think he's surrounding himself with people that are making those ideas worse. And he's not, he's not, really able to flesh out a lot of those ideas except for the black parade i think the black parade is a solid concept album that's easy to follow musically Mm -hmm. but 
the songs are fucking garbage. Like there are more bangers on this this album than our Black Parade. So I don't know, man. This was um, this was both enlightening because of his lyrics and extremely disappointing because of everything else. So uh, I give it a one point five. Okay, all right. I give it one point five. Like you should listen to this for sure once because it's iconic in the scene. It's an iconic album just from the two thousands. It's something that people still quote today. Bands that are still making music today say, oh yeah, I grew up listening to My Chemical Romance. And they will always inevitably say, fucking three cheers. It's a cool album title too. I like the, I like the album title, to be honest. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Three cheers for Sweet Revenge. That's the, cool. album, the album art was, was okay. It wasn't, it's not bad album art. Uh, the album art's fucking dumb. I, I, I can't I don't stand it. I think it's so stupid. It's You walk by a Hot Topic and it's just like, this is what they'd be, this is a poster that would be inside of a Hot Topic. Yeah, that, there's, that. there's that. It's cheesy. It's gross. Yeah, I give it a one point five. You should listen to it. Don't 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 take it too seriously. And then uh, this may actually make, like this week makes me want to watch the entirety of the Umbrella Academy, and then read all the comics that Gerard had his hand in, because I want to I want to I want to read more from him. I'm not, I don't even read stuff because reading's boring and I don't like it. But I want to read more from him. <laughs> I don't want to hear more from him. But I want to read more from him. I, I kind of just want to read the lyrics to all the al- on all the on all of the albums without actually listening to the music. <laughs> That's kind of what I want to do, especially would, like Danger Days. I want to get more into that lyrically than musically because musically, yeah, it's kind of boring. But so yeah, you gave this a one point five out of three. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts. I mean, I I totally agree with you. Musically, this is just so underwhelming, but. God damn, is he a damn fine lyricist, lyricman, and um, I really, I really want to read more of his stuff. I, I know he came out with a, at least one solo record, so I'm really interested what that's gonna be, what that is, what that is like lyrically, because I doubt it's a concept record, so it's probably a little bit more emotional, a little bit more, you know, deep than than these records, so. I'm actually really interested in his solo record. Um, but yeah, dude, this has just been a disappointing week. And I, I listened through all of their records at least twice. That's crazy. I know, I know. Black Parade I mean, twice. Like, why would you do that? Because I'm an idiot. I'm a that fucking is, that idiot. Is, that is idiocy, yes. Yeah, I know. I, I admit it. I, I don't admit that often, but Man. I'm an idiot. Anyway. Uh yeah, with all that being said, I'm not gonna repeat anything we've already talked about again. Repeat up. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Fugazi, another overrated band. Oh still oh. good. Still good. But Fugazi are overrated. Um so yeah, my chemical romance. Three cheers for sweet revenge. I'm gonna give this a one point seven to five only because I enjoy the lyrics so much. Because Gerard is the best and worst part of this band. So, there you go. That's my that's my rating. But, I don't know. we have anything else on this one? That's it. That's all. All right. So, thank you all for listening. Keep listening. Tell all your friends. We're the best podcast you've ever listened to. Obviously, that's why you're still listening. You probably know because you gave up on us. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Because Gerard Wayne.
he was good, but Bob just like boring name, boring drumming. <laughs> boring just, name. <laughs> just Bob. Come on, Bob. Um oh, Danger Days, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. So that is a title. That is a title. <laughs> Stupid already. Already mad. Already dumb. <laughs> Back to because uh, I don't I really don't want to talk See about See how bad this fucking album is. We, we're talking about Jurassic Park over here. This is how dumb this fucking album is. <sighs> Let's just call it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, to come God. back for your encore and then close out your 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 career at the time with Helena <laughs> and say so long and good night and walk off the stage never to be seen again, presumably. Uh, that's <laughs> that's commitment, dude. That is commitment to the bit. That is commitment to the bit. But they don't view this as a bit. Like if they viewed this as a bit, <laughs> it would have been good. That's the that thing. Is true. It's is they true. they were not self aware. They were just so into their own <laughs> lore and their own. See, this is this is the thing too. You're so brainwashed with Weezer, thinking that the only thing good is from Pinkerton and Blue, or Pinkerton's Blue and Blue's Pinkerton. I think I think Hashpipe's a top five Weezer song. Well, that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just trails off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, to come God. back for your encore and then close out your 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 career at the time with Helena <laughs> and say so long and good night and walk off the stage never to be seen again presumably uh, that's <laughs> that's commitment dude that is commitment to the bit that is commitment to the bit but they don't view this as a bit like if they viewed this as a bit <laughs> it would have been good that's the that thing. True. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Like a fucking little dog. It wow. did sound like a dog. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different from different album from a different band, and we do all the research we could possibly do, and then we we condense that research and we let you in on all the little secrets. And I don't even know where I'm going. This is a stupid podcast already. I mm-hmm. fucked it up. Mm-hmm. But thank you all for listening. Yeah, this is Asinine Radio. Uh, we're getting in. Oh, dude, I'm getting ahead of myself. What's wrong oh with me? Oh boy, here we go. I've been doing these intros for years. What's wrong with me? All right, so thank you all for listening. My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us five stars on those two platforms, please, please, please. Go do that. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. Do not give us one star because if you do, you're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> also, all the social media uh, is at Asinine Radio. That's our handle, and. Uh, Discord. We do, we have a Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send you the link, and then you can join in on that. Talk shit. And we have a, a, vo- a phone number. You can call. Leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. 
<sighs> now that we have the boring intro out of the way, what are we doing today, Jeff? Uh, My Chemical Romance, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. What is your... Uh, oh, I hate this part. Trust me. I'm um, yeah, Jeff, uh, what is your... What is your... Uh, Origin story with My Chemical Romance. Go. With the My Chemical Romances. Yes. Yeah, so so this album, uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, when this came out, we were, this is right in high school. This yes. uh, this was pretty big. This is pretty big. People love this. This this got a lot of attention. Okay, I don't know why, whatever. But um, I don't know. This song and then also Helena... Those were massive, massive songs. And then like Burt McCracken doing a song on this one too. That was that was a big buzz. People love mm-hmm. that. But I didn't I mean, I didn't like this in high school. I didn't like this in high school. I was dumb. And then I listened to Black Parade and li- like that for whatever fucking reason. So <laughs> I don't know. Like this is this is my introduction. Was was this album when it came out? Like we were what like juniors, maybe sophomores, juniors. No, we were juniors. So it was June of '04. So this is our this is the very end. Yeah. Of our junior year, and literally, what is it? Uh, Seventeen years, or no? It turned eighteen years. Eighteen years old. Oh, like wow. three days ago. No, tomorrow. No, today's the seventh. Came out on the fourth. It came out on June eighth. Oh no, the eighth. Oh, the, oh, you're right. Holy shit! I thought yeah, this it turns. Yeah, turns you're right. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, it becomes an adult in about what do we got? Two hours and fifteen minutes. It oh, becomes man, an adult. We're just gonna shit all over. Welcome to the real world, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. So yeah, this is this was my introduction by for my couple grandmas. I never heard the first album when it came out. I didn't even. I I I, I heard people talking about this band. But mm-hmm. this was this was really when I, I I listened and did not like. So um, I guess I've not I've disliked My Chemical Romance from 2004 to the Black Parade, and then I thought I liked the Black Parade up until we did it on the pod not too long ago. But really, I've disliked My Chemical Romance from 2004 up until I listened to I Brought You My Bullets this week, and then realized that was really good. So <laughs> eh, I don't care, whatever. All right. Okay. Okay. So my my okay. origin story. Yeah, so I'm not okay after listening to this week. Uh, so my uh, my origin story with my chemical romance is also this record in particular, the song we already played. I'm not okay. That was the first thing I ever heard from them. I remember watching the video for the first time, and I remember hating it. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was bad. I made fun of it. Me and my friends made fun of it. It was cheesy. It was in in line with Good Charlotte and how stupid they were, and uh, and not to say like what I liked was great because I, mean, I love I like Corn. Corn's my favorite band. Who the fuck am I, right? Um, That's true. But yeah, this was this was like the turning point in music where I started to to rebel against the emo culture because I liked the used. I love that first used record. I still love that record. I love that record. Mm-hmm. I liked that AFI record, Sing the Sorrow, even though it was a huge departure from everything they had ever done. But I feel that AFI record was the turning point for emo music. Without that AFI record, bands like My Chemical Romance, or I think AFI, Sing the Sorrow, and Taking Back Sundays, Tell All Your Friends, those were the turning points 
to this kind of music, like bad emo music. It really was because Tell All Your Friends came out in 2002. That was annoying. I hated that record in high school. It took many years before I started <laughs> to like that record. Many, many years before I liked that record, before it grew on me. And like I said, Sing the Sorrow from AFI, I didn't really like it at first. It's still like not even one of my favorite AFI records. But yeah, dude, this is just a bad time for, for rock music. And this record, people loved it because I think it was so accessible. Nothing was overly catchy. Um, it was just dark and emo enough for people to feel like they're being rebellious. They're, this is like the Foo Fighters of emo music. Foo Fighters of Ooh. hardcore music. That's what this band is. There's nothing particularly... I mean, Foo Fighters are great because Dave Grohl is amazing. Taylor Hawkins was great. But, you know, musically, their songs are vanilla. I, I agree. They are vanilla. And that's what Mike Kim are. Mike Kim weren't, weren't nearly as are good we, as Taking Back Sunday. Are we calling Mike Kim now? Are we, are we doing that? Are we what? Are, are we calling them Mike Kim now? Is that is that where we're... Oh, did I say Mike Kim? Uh, yeah, that's a cool thing to do, right? That is pretty, no, pretty bad. That's it was, was pretty annoying, right? Fuck, yeah. I feel stupid for saying it. MCR, so Mike Kim, I don't know, okay. But isn't it easier to say Mike Kim than MCR? Yeah, but it just that's sounds so syllables. stupid. Two syllables are easier. It, it is easier, but like, I just sound. I, I feel like I, I. I feel like I want to punch myself in the in the nards when I say that I, because it's just so I, dumb. I'm gonna want want to punch myself in the nards this entire episode, <laughs> um, but I'll try not to say my Kim because that is really stupid. I agree. So I don't know. This is this album. I just I hated it back then. I never really liked it. Um, like you said, Black Parade. I thought I liked, but listening now, that that album is not aged well. It's not good. But this album's gotten a little bit better. It's gotten a little bit better over the years. But uh, yeah, that's my origin story. Okay. My hatred for the emo scene <clears throat> at this time. Okay. Okay. We're not fucking emo. That's what Jardway says. <laughs> I think. I think some of it is also that we were just a little too old to really jump on this because we were late seniors in high school. Had we been eighth graders, freshmen in high school, this might have had a different impact on us. Yeah, that's probably true. This is, this is very middle school to freshman year of high school music yeah. and attire. Very true. All right. So uh, so let's see here. We did our origin story. First impressions on this record, like now that we've listened to it again, or should we just jump into I'm Not Okay and break that down? Whatever, whatever you want to do. You know, like let's the, just jump into I, I'm yeah. Not Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, we've we've already given our thoughts since this is our... Uh, our our origin story. So, okay, I'm not okay. What do you got for that song? What do you got? Are we are we doing like whether or not this is a banger? It's an okay. Oh yeah, we, uh, I guess we should start. Yeah, you're right. I'm all over the place. This okay, is, this pod, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. So, do we have any stinkers on this record? Yeah. Ooh, what do we got? I have I think three, four stinkers. Really, that many, huh? <clears throat> I have one. I have one, one, two, three. Yeah, three stinkers. Okay. Yep. What are they? Uh, well, I mean, I guess if we're getting to, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I promise. This is a stinker. <laughs> this is this is a fucking uh, stinker. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's also a stinker for me as well. This this uh, may be the most obnoxious Dryer's ever been. Like, dude, the verses are trash. Absolute fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, man, I cannot believe how bad he is. I I can't even take it. 
the way he says not okay, that no, like that thing, mm, that makes me really mad. Like I get, I get, I, I genuinely get very upset. It yeah. upsets me and I don't like it. I fucking hate the song. It's even got like a little blink 182 intro. Like it's very blink sounding. It's a very, uh, all the small things. And that's how, that, that it reminds me of. It's just, this song is stupid. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. This is, I mean, like I said, this is a, this is a stinker for me as well. I think it's, it's, it's high school theater 101. It's, I, it's catchy. Yeah. But it's, it's more obnoxious than anything else. And the, the trust me part during that, I don't even know what it is. Like the end of the bridge where all the music stops and then he just says, trust me. Oh my God, dude. It's so embarrassing. Oh, I hate it. I hate that part so much. There's there's a lot of parts. I mean, and then the fact that he just keeps saying I'm not okay over and over and over. Yeah. It gets so not obnoxious. Okay. It's I, just this is beyond bad. whiny. It's this beyond is so whiny. bad. I cannot even believe that anybody would think this would be like a fantastic song because it is so <laughs> bad. It's embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Even the video was was just embarrassing too. So like like I mean, it's like, a cool video and that the production, the concept is on point. It's put together well enough. Like that said, like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking dumb. It is so dumb. <laughs> it did not age well. It's campy, but I don't think it's self-aware. But I will say, like, I do miss these kind of videos from this era. I do miss just, like, hanging, rocking out in the garage, all emo and shit. But it kind of had a high production thing going, too. Not I mean. this particular video, but I miss these types of videos. But this one is dumb. Yeah, I agree. Stupid. But they tried, but yeah. they tried to make it like a movie with like the credits and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff and like the dialogue that the band right. would would say. Again, it's a like cool I, idea, I, but I respect it, them for trying, much like yeah. you respect a cook for for trying out a new dish. I get it, but it still tastes like shit. And this video's still dumb, and this song is fucking garbage. I thought their image was lame too. I never liked their image. It was, I mean, I mean if I had a bad image. Taking Back Sunday had a bad image, but they took that to the next level. But they're theater because, kids. I mean, because they focused on like the image rather than focusing on writing good songs. AFI's yeah. image was dumb, but then you hear him playing like, "Wow, that was fucking good. Yeah, that was really yeah, cool." That's true. But these guys are like, "Damn, your image sucks." And like, "Oh, you also play really sucky music." That's and the not, thing I was that's not cool. I was so surprised this week because I thought I thought okay, there was there has to be something I missed. Like maybe there's some like really cool guitar parts drums bass, like something in the music that that really stands out but it really doesn't I, I mean the riffs are pretty straightforward they're not i mean it, it's fine if they just want to play power chords and do that that's totally cool i mean offspring have made a career off of that that's and pennywise for sure have made a career off of that that's totally cool but the it's just it's bland beyond bland there's there's some cool guitar leads through some of these songs but overall nothing really stands out it's everything I mean, seems very phoned in except for the vocals. The vocals seem like the only I got thing some bangers. I got bangers on the album. There were, no, there are a few parts. No, trust me, there are a few parts. But overall, the music is really lackluster. Very, very lackluster. But yeah, I'm not okay, man. This song is, ugh, dude. I just, it's vanilla. It's it is vanilla. It's it's pop. This is straight pop, which is can be which is totally cool. Not even good pop. This is fucking garbage yeah. pop. Garbage pop. It's just they, yeah. It's just pop kids thinking 
that because there's guitars and drums in it that it's going to be that they're edgy and and cool which you know when you're 12 13 that's that can be really cool i just like i don't i don't understand i feel bad for this... knocking them but <laughs> yeah I, no i don't fuck this it's stupid it's dumb <laughs> i i just don't i don't understand like what this song is trying to do like what is it trying to be how is it trying to sound because it's not doing anything anything good yeah it's pop but like i'm not okay how he sings it it's not a catchy it's it's whiny it, it drags on too long so if you're trying to do like a catchy chorus you know like formulaic wise you need more words in there that way you don't because people don't like to just like belt out i'm not okay and stretch that out because people aren't, aren't good singers they don't want to hear themselves sing so like formulaic yeah. wise it's, it's just not a good it's not a good chorus because it's, it's 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 not enough words and i don't want to sing it it's not catchy enough to be a good chorus but then it's not even like unique enough to I, kind of stand on its own it is kind of catchy though it is no. kind of catchy. Yeah, it kind of is. But I, I get what you're saying. Like it, it is com- very, very repetitive. It, it, it reminds me of some like, some song. And I, I, I know that I can play the tune in my mind where I think, but I can't think of what song it is. But it, the chorus here sounds like that song. The only, the only thing I know, for sure, is it some female fronted singer, and that's mm-hmm. who's singing this. And the chorus sounds just like it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll get it one day. There's a couple songs on here too that I, that <laughs> I have notes in here that bother me all week. Fuck. All right, all right. So, what do you got lyrically on this one? Because I'm kind of over talking about this song. Well, I mean, so let's let's get into the overarching story, and then we can get oh, into okay. the individual yeah, yeah. lyrics, yeah. right? So, like the concept of this album is a guy and a girl die. I don't even know if the girl died or not. I fucking couldn't even tell. But the guy dies, and he goes to hell. The devil tells him that if he wants to be with his girl again, he has to bring the devil a thousand evil souls. And so the album explores this guy going out and, and collecting the thousand evil souls. And mm-hmm. eventually uh, the last soul he has to collect is his own. So, But he's already dead, so he has to like die again, I guess. But it's, it's, it's a cool story. I like <laughs> it. It's cute. It's, it's something you would write when you're like 12. I get it. It's no big deal. But that's 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 the story here. Um, but this this yeah, song specifically, yeah. I don't know it's about someone who's helping a girl with her problems so often that his own problems are are, are pushed away or overlooked, taken for granted. I don't know your stereotypical like friend zoned, right? Yeah, type that's of thing. exactly what I put. This is like a friend zoned song, like a song that would not be written nowadays. And if it was written nowadays, it would be completely torn apart by Twitter or Reddit or whatever website you go on like this a song like this would not fly nowadays no because it's stupid <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it, it's i i this is the only I, not the only song this is like one of this is the worst song lyrically because i think he has some really good stuff and i feel like as a lyricist he's pretty solid yeah i think he tries but, really hard and it, it, it comes through like you can tell yeah. that he's trying really hard and i like that I, I like it a lot too. Like the, really, that's the the most positive thing I have to say about this record, are his lyrics. They're good lyrics. A little disjointed at moments. Like if you're if you're trying to follow this whole story arc, which they never even confirmed was real. They just kind of like fans. It kind of seems like they threw that the idea out there. The fans like grabbed onto it and expanded on it, and the band are like, okay, yeah, that's what it is. But nothing was ever really confirmed about the the story of this record. But yeah, this record just, I mean, the, the song just didn't really fit 
with the rest of the record lyrically, like along with the story or anything else. It's very, uh, it's very uh, incel kind of, but yeah. <laughs> I guess we have the same, the kind of the same viewpoints on this song yeah. lyrically Fuck as this, well. The song sucks. Fuck the song. It's yeah, trash. It's garbage. <laughs> All right, so um, so no, so we're done with that song. Obviously, a stinker for for us both. Uh, what other stinkers do you have on this one? How, how many stinkers do you have? I have four. Ooh. Let's see. I'm just running through them real quick. Yeah, I have four. But one of them, uh, let's just say three, because the interlude was was a stinker. There's no reason for it. It, was, it just didn't make sense to have it there. Even though, even like in the context of the story, it just it was stupid. I have a couple OTFs on the fences that that okay. could have gone either way. All right. But I, I have three firm stinkers, just through and through. There's no question about it. So what are three your firms. what are your other stinkers? Dude, the next song, The Ghost of You. Oh, dude, that's a stinker for me <laughs> oh too. Oh my god. That song sucks, man. And this was funny because as I was listening to this, I was thinking, like, man, this song is like this song is, is forgettable. This is what I consider a forgettable song. And then I try to listen to it and pick it apart of why I don't like this, and it could not keep my attention. I just I, I just couldn't do it. And then like the guitars, there's there's two guitars on like the both of the stereo channels. Yeah. And they're kind of like noodling. I don't know. But mm-hmm. like it would have been cool if they mimicked some eclectic like Omar type of style. But mm-hmm. they're just like doing some dumb fucking basic noodling. They're probably just noodling like power chords. And it was just stupid. <laughs> yeah. And and like the drumming is, is cool, but he doesn't have much to work with. So it's like why even do it? Just mm-hmm. just stop. Just, just let the song be bad on its own. Like you don't have to keep adding elements to it. There doesn't need to be layers to this. And I mean, this is the ballad. This, this is the ballad on the record. And right now, I don't even remember what it, what the the big chorus is. I have fucking no idea. I, I cannot. And I've listened to this. I mean, I've watched this video a lot over the. I mean, when it came out, this video was everywhere. So I've watched this video a lot. I've heard this song a lot, but I cannot tell you how that chorus goes. And when you have a ballad, you gotta have a big chorus. And I cannot, I cannot think of it. I, I mean, he, he kind of like wails a lot on this, on this song, like a ballad wail, which is great. It can be really good and very emotional. But if you don't have that hook, the, it's just not. It's gonna fall flat, and that's what this is. I, d- I don't get it. The video, I, I dug the video. Honestly, I like the video, but the song itself. Yeah, whatever. So is this the video? Cause, okay, this is what you told me before we potted. You said there's one video you really liked, one video video you thought was okay, and one video you hated. Yeah, this is one I hated. Really? Okay, this is the one I liked. Fuck this video. <laughs> fuck everything about doing anything World War II style. Just fuck uh-huh. it. I don't care. There's only been like two times I can think of, besides video games, that did it well, and that's like uh, Pacific... Uh, what the fuck is it? The Pacific... And Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. If yeah. if you're not That's those, fair. don't do it. Don't do it for <laughs> likes. This video. Yeah, don't do D Day. Yeah. This this video was done for likes. Oh my God! You know what's crazy? D Day. The anniversary of D Day was just like three days ago. And Dude, then it's all coming together. The eight and then the 18th anniversary of this album is tomorrow. I just, and this I is completely unplanned. This is completely unplanned. I know. I don't know. That 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 <laughs> is really weird. weird. That like tomorrow. That this is the, really weird. This 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 album becomes an adult. Yeah, we didn't even think about the anniversary. Of we can record. legally beat on this album tomorrow. By the time this terrible. album comes out, we've already beat it up. 
it's trash, <clears throat> yeah, it's trash. But yeah, man, I I just I cannot it's stand this type of shit. I cannot stand this type of shit because it's so fucking frustrating. It's so it's such a cop out. It's so easy. Let's just put a bunch of young kids in, in World War II stuff and make, have one of them get shot because it'll sell. And it does because people are fucking dumb. Oh, <laughs> this is patronizing. What this is is patronizing. Like don't, A little bit. A little like, bit. Like, you're feeding me mush and I don't like it. All right. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a little patronizing. I, I did like the touch of the person dying being Gerard's brother, Mikey, actually being the person who dies in the video. But it's a little dramatic for a song that is f- so forgettable. Yeah. Had the song been bigger and, and much better, the video would have had more of an impact. But in the end, all three videos from this album, or this album, are I just don't like them. They're dumb videos. This is just the best of the three. That's really what it is. And then this it was directed. Not, this is the worst of the three. It was directed by Wayne Isham, who did, um, who directed "Smells Like Teen Spirit" from Nirvana. So that was a dumb iconic video director. Too. Iconic director. That video like they, fucking sucks, though. Like, it really kind of made me think this week too, <laughs> like how much the record label. I think it was Reprise Records who they were Reprise. signed under. <laughs> how much they try they pushed this band like on this record and black parade like they said here's millions of dollars do whatever the fuck you want just just spend a lot of money and we'll have these big productions and everything like that and that's what'll sell like the marketing and advertising for this band for these two records was unreal at the time because this is our this is this is past the decadence of the the 90 the late 90s and shit like that like we're this is like pirating of music has already come along like record labels are on the way out but then they throw so much money at this band it's so crazy and i really think that's one of the reasons why this band was so popular was one because they were so vanilla and two because they had so much money thrown at them to make these big productions they also appealed to like an untouched demographic much like yeah whatever that other fucking band we did with with jimmy urine what's that band's name Mindless self-indulgence. Yeah, like that that appealed Which, to a, a, a specific demographic. This one did too. This appealed to the demographic of of kind of people that felt like they were outcasts who didn't have like a, a spot to fit into, even though this was already, this is not like the fucking 50s where you need to be a jet or a social or something. It's mm-hmm. a little bit different, but these are these are, these are are kids that, that didn't feel like they had a voice. And then My Chemical Romance comes along and, and puts out this like cookie cutter, emo shit and that's why Gerard always has said we're not emo because you're not emo emo's fucking way better than you like, you, you, sh- you don't deserve <laughs> well, to be emo I wouldn't go that far <laughs> dude like good emo is much better than this like good like, yeah, good emo good, is much good much 90s, better than this good 80s 90s emo and some of the 2000s emo yeah it's better than this much better um, than this but this coincidentally, is coincidentally like untapped yeah. and, and they, they they marketed this everything's black these kids are already wearing all black they're already re- replacing their their you know Pokemon T-shirts, which is black T-shirts, and my chemical <laughs> romance. My chem comes out. MCR comes out. My chem, there we go. And everything about them is just dark, 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 dark eyeliner, and it's just man, fuck these guys. These guys just yeah. man, these guys just took advantage and then mm, 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 don't like it. I also want to say, coincidentally, the relation to mindless self indulgence is that Steve Rye, the guitar player from MSI, was on the the Danger Days record. He was the voice on Danger Days. And Lindsay, the bass player for Mindless Self-Indulgence, is married to Gerard. 
So Oh, that's right. So there's the connection. And they met on tour because MSI opened up for My Chemical Romance on the Honda Civic Tour, I think in 04, 05, something like that. I think so. the difference the difference in what's happening here is is MSI fell into it. They fell into <laughs> like like that that genre, that scene, whereas yeah. My Chemical Romance was strategically placed to capture that audience. That's true. That's true. And that goes along with what you're saying with with the, there's a lot of money being thrown at this band. And I think I think anytime you release music where I perceive them as being strategic, as gross, as nasty. Yeah, it's nasty. No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> so what do you have lyrically on The Ghost of You? Um, I don't know. I, this is just sad, right? It just it continues the story arc and it has has our protagonist here kind of going through his feelings and and even hints at like suicide to mm-hmm. just be with his wife. Lines like could I, should I? Like I get it. It's it's a deep it's a deep song. And I thought the lyrics were pretty cool in this one to be honest. But man, the song fucking sucks. Yeah. I, I I'm the same. It, it's just about him missing the person he loves, and um, that's really all it is. I mean, he, but like, like we were builds saying, it well. He builds it he well. Does. He does. He builds like the tension really, really well, and I like it. He is a really good lyricist. I mean, we've it's done a so much shit, shit talking. songwriter. <laughs> we've talked so much shit on this band, but he really is a solid, a solid lyricist. I really like his his writing. And, and the kind of things he, he references like comics, too. And he does like a lot of other things outside of just like music. So he's a yeah. good writer. I've, have you watched that show on Netflix? The Umbrella Academy? Yeah, have you watched that? I watched like the first episode just because I knew it was him. Yeah. And I remember being really good, but okay. not that good. I, I never watched it, but I was curious if you had any thoughts on it. It's on my to-do list at some point after I finish Curb. <laughs> <laughs> Give it like another 30 years, you might finish Curb. And Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that too. That's fun. Even Obi-Wan, you haven't even watched that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan, God. Zero, zero fun from your end. But that's and the okay. new Jurassic Park franchise. <laughs> Which I haven't seen any of either. I, ah, I see? Mean, I mean, the, the first two, I mean, not even the first two. The first one is just so good. Second one was whatever. Third Jurassic Park was stupid. And so why would I want to watch a new? Why would I want to? Why would I want to watch a reboot, especially a reboot with Chris Pratt, who I don't like? I know you're why the only person on earth it? who doesn't like Chris Pratt. I don't like Chris Pratt. I don't think he's funny. I, he's, I just I only know him as a funny guy, and I don't Chris, think he's funny. So why would I want to see anything? <laughs> Chris Pratt reminds me of like, like, today's Tim Allen, but younger. No, he's just like a no, no, just like no, a guy's no, no. guy. Just like a no, goofy no. guy's guy. No, no, no. That's what he reminds no. me of. See, this is this is how I know you've never watched Home Improvement, <laughs> <laughs> because you can never make that comparison. He doesn't have the timing of Tim Allen. He doesn't have the the same sarcasm, the dryness of Tim Allen. Get the fuck out of here. But that's, he puts on that kind of like dumb. that 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 facade he, of of being dumb, but in actuality, he's just really like. He does. Like, no, uh, you're right. What do you call that? Like. Like you make a joke and you know it's dumb, but then like you sit there and you wait all patiently for the response and you have like a big smile on your face. What do you what do you call that emotion? It's like a, well, I mean it's like a, a dad joke, but I don't know what the name of the emotion would be. You know, like that 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 meme I, with the <laughs> of, of the husky that tells a bad joke and then he waits yeah. and he has like a mouth open like that. Yeah, that, what is it? It does whatever, have a name now that I think about it. Whatever that emotion is, Tim Allen has it. He's, no, he's, Tim Allen doesn't have it. No, 
He yes, doesn't. He does. You never yes, watched Home Improvement. Uh, what are you talking about? I watched more Home Improvement than you ever have. Okay. Now I watched all, more Home Improvement in my now, pinky than you okay. have in your entire body. This is this is where we know you've <laughs> lost all credibility, because that's probably one of the stupidest things you've ever said. Saying I have, that you've seen more I have Home Improvement watched, than me. I have watched a lot of Home Improvement over the course of my life. Yes. Oh, not enough. Clearly. Um. Anyway, back to because uh, I don't. I really don't want to talk. See about how Christmas bad this fucking album is. We, we're talking about Jurassic Park over here. This is how dumb this fucking album is. <sighs> Let's just call it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's move on from the ghost. Of I didn't stop. Oh yeah, we didn't what? stop recording. We never Woo! stopped recording. Uh, so yeah, let's move on from uh, the ghost of you. Uh, really, I don't really care to talk about any more stinkers. Let's let's get into. Some I want to talk about more stinkers. I love talking about stinkers. <laughs> I guess because there's so many, so many of them. I, I what's I another stinker more, for you? Then? I have one more true stinker: Cemetery Drive. Okay, all right. That's that's just a whatever song. For we me. we specifically did this album because we want. It's been a long time since we did an album. We're just gonna shit all over and fuck it. I'm gonna shit all over this thing because I don't care. <laughs> Cemetery okay, Drive. Let's get into it. The fuck is this? But both guitars are noodling something different, and it just sounds muddled. It sounds like trash. There's yeah, there's yeah. a constant drum roll as if it's building to something, which it doesn't. Yeah, never what are you anymore. doing? And then G Dubs is just doing his dumbass fucking vocals here. This is a God, this is a banger of a stinker. Like that's how great of a stinker this is. <laughs> it's maybe my one BS. Yeah, there's the the song doesn't go anywhere. Like you said, that there's that build up with the drums and everything, but then it goes into like a very simple, very simple verse with the I don't even want to say dueling guitars, because they're not dueling. They're not They think it's dueling, though. You know they thought like this was a cool <sighs> dueling guitars thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just falls so flat. This song is, uh, it's, what did I write here? I wrote, it really isn't a terrible song. Wait, what did I write? Oh, no, what did I write? Fucking shit. I was, I was honestly like offended by this song because I was like, you see, like, you're going to pass this off. You're going to fucking pass this off and tell me you think it's a good song. Really? Yeah. It's very really? run of the mill and very of its time. Very of its time in the emo scene and everything. It's, it's dumb. I, I have nothing good to say about it. I, it's just basic you know, it's like, beyond basic. It's like in the office when when Michael Scott told told Joe or Kathy Bates that they're mm-hmm. going to leave for the weekend, and and Joe was like, "Okay, if you think that what you did today was was sufficient, if you think you did a good a good job, you go ahead and take off." And he's like, "Yeah, yes, I did. I did think we did a good job." Which you know they didn't do they didn't do a good job. That's like this song yeah. is like, did you get like, do you guys really think you did a good job? Put it on the album if you think it's good. Put it on the album. <laughs> Fucking full knowing that it's not good. I know, I know. And they even like use some like weird guitar effects that that they don't normally use because they don't really use guitar effects at all outside of like an overdrive um, and just some clean guitar. Like they, there's not really a lot there. It's just very, um, dude. Everything about this band is just so straightforward and just boring, man. <laughs> it's fucking boring. And they tried to do something cool with this song, but it just it still fell fell flat. Let's throw some 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 pedals in there, but it's, it's dumb. Boring, yeah, okay. So I guess I'm not really describing this song very well, but there's not a lot to a, describe. Th- there's nothing there. It's it's a stripped yeah. down attempt at a song that could have been stripped down even more and done better. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking sit here from my chair that cost me fucking fifteen dollars, whereas Gerard <laughs> G does probably sit in his chair that cost him, you know, ten thousand dollars. That's all right. <laughs> Gamer chair that cost him a thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. All Trash right. song. So that that's yeah. all I have for like my true true stinkers. So lyrically though, the, the, this song just real quick. Lyrically, oh, we're still song, gonna we're gonna keep going. Okay. Well, no, no, just just real quick because th- this fits the the narrative more well, so. It out. Oh no! Yeah, it fits it more so oh, than so "Ghost of You" and "I'm Not Okay," because this is about, at least to my understanding, my interpretation of it, this is the girl, his girl, committing suicide, and he's at her funeral. He's, he's grieving over her, and he's trying to like, you know, he's trying to think of a way. Or what am I trying to say? The way he he builds this world is like they're going to be together in the afterlife, and he's kind of imagining that that's kind of what he's doing here in this song i don't know sometimes his lyrics were were a little too ambiguous for me because okay so like i like the story here i I love concept albums i think they're great like they're that's just that's a that's a already a a next step up of songwriting if you can string together your stuff to where it all is cohesive and it flows the problem with this is it doesn't all it's not all cohesive there are songs that are outliers Right, mm-hmm. there are songs that have nothing to do with the story, so like, yeah. like if you think of X Files as the monster of the week episodes, there are monsters <laughs> of the week songs on here. So yeah. it's like, why the fuck would you even do a concept album if not everything flows into it? Just because it's dark, dumb. So this one, this one I thought was like definitely some type of goodbye to someone. Mm-hmm. I think the wife of the protagonist, but I thought they were both dead anyway. That's what I okay so. So, so the first song on the album is Helena. The song to me has nothing to do with the the story of the album, the concept Not of the at album. All. Nothing to do. with But it. the second song is the beginning of it, and but the second song and then the last song seem to kind of be repeating themselves. So I'm kind of thinking maybe the point of this album is that just the the cyclical nature of love and death. Maybe that's kind of what I, what they were going for, what Gerard was going for lyrically, is that cycle. But I don't know. I really I, don't. I know. think I think there's a lot of emotions going into this album. Supposedly, like like Gerard had a girlfriend in his younger days that committed suicide, or a close female friend that committed suicide, and that inspired this song. Yeah. I didn't find any like hard evidence of that. Just hearsay from different message boards. I think there's a lot of emotion going into this album. I like that, and it comes through in Gerard's writing. Which Dry's writing is 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 some of the best things about this album. Yeah, it's just I agree. His singing I agree. is the fucking worst. But like, <laughs> I I get that there's just a lot of emotions going into this album, and I get that it's kind of all over the place. But the overall concept is just dealing with death, right? Because even the story of of a man whose wife dies, or he dies, or somebody dies, and he thinks that he can be reunited with her by killing other people. That's just a more death, more death, more death. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, I think the concept in general is just death and dark, but I don't think that they're there. I don't think they were emotionally developed enough Gerard to fully understand and cope with these, with these feelings. And they're, they're still in their twenties here. Fucking True. know. Like, whoever knows anyway, sixties, you don't know. So I, I, I think they're reaching for, for the stars here. And I think if the music backed it up, this could have been, like, this could have been one of the greats, like of all time, even though people think it is, it's not, but like, <laughs> if the music backed it up, this really could have been 
Man, this could have been like a perfect three if the music backed it up. Yeah, if you, if I mean, because that, at that point you could have overlooked a lot of the the shortcomings of his vocals. Yeah, but yeah, the songs aren't there. The musicianship, I just not to say that they're bad musicians because they're not bad musicians. It's just they're not. The songs aren't there. Nah, the songs really aren't there. But uh, yeah, some cool. I mean, honestly, there though there are some cool little guitar solos, but. They're guitar solos. They're not, they're not leads. They're not song, songs. You know, they're just kind of him winking and and doing that. But yeah, man, it's a shame. It's a shame. I really wanted more out of this record, but they it fell short. So anyway, let let's move on. We have uh, we have any more stinkers or there's anything? The, stinker those are all my those are all my true stinkers. I got okay. bangers. They got three or four bangers. Well, let's get into your 1B. Yeah. So, I mean, now that'll be the shit all over this fucking album. Let's let's get (laughs) into the good parts. Now we could be a little bit bit more positive. Yeah. My my 1B is, you know what they do to guys like us in prison? That is my 1B. That is... Oh, that's a stinker for me. What? Yeah, that's a stinker for me. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Oh, where are we going with this? That is Sorry, what, what do you got what do you got on this one though? So first of all, um <laughs> that's got your boy on here. So I know, yeah, I know. Maybe that's why you think it's a stinker because y- I, I wanted I to like this. I don't know. This this is this song's fucking dope. I like this. But like you can hear him licking his lips before he speaks in the beginning part. That's so dumb. I hate that. But <laughs> after that, like everything is everything's everything's falling together. I, I like that delivery, the staccato rhythm part with the lead guitar kind of squirreling away. And they yeah, do good. They, honestly, like they do a really good job on this album of just dropping into harder and faster parts. They don't like lead into it really. They just fucking drop right into it. Very like very aggressive punk style. Just go right mm-hmm. into it. Double time it. Fucking. We don't need to do a little baseline, a little downscale into it. Just go right into it. I like that, dude. And the second verse hits hard. It is so goddamn good. The background vocals solid, and the solo is cool. Just a couple kids trying to have fun. <laughs> Come on. So this is what I put. This is what I put. And this is the reason why it is a stinker for me. So it sounds like it's straight up lifted out of a musical, a high school musical. It's very bouncy, very theatrical in that. And I hate it. I don't like it. I think it's cheesy. I think it's lame. But I know you like that. You like musicals. Love and, musicals. And, and, and the cheesier the musical, the more you like it. I understand that's that. true. You, it's terrible, but for whatever reason you like it, and that's why I dislike it so much. I think it's a stupid song, and I. But I did put that guitar solo is pretty. It, it's pretty good. Not pretty, pretty good, <laughs> but it's pretty good. Just pretty good. Not 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 Larry David. Pretty good. Yeah, just pretty good. N- yeah, not Larry. Not not even close to Larry David. Pretty good. <laughs> just pretty good. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Ray Toro has some. This is one of the few songs where he has some interesting, good, guitar leads. But overall, man, just that 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 bouncy theatrical thing, I I fucking hate it. I can't stand that stuff. I this think is it's like annoying. The, this is like the equivalent of a buddy cop movie put into like song form on stage. In what way? That is just like it's like a back and forth. You can just like picture like them two just kind of oh, like, Bert, but see, like the arms really, around the things, you know, like the, they're not, not the really things, going shoulders. back and forth though, because Bert's only I think in the second verse. And then they share like just the melody 
in the chorus. Like there's not a ton of back and forth. It's just it's just Bert screaming for no good reason. Not a back and forth in a Tom Mark way, but like a back and forth as like I'm going to support you in what you're doing type of way. Or or I'm just gonna fill space. Well, that's that's what it's support. Like cast. And I like Bert from this era. I really like Bert from this era. But I don't feel like he I don't feel like he added anything anything to this song. It was more just it was filler in that it was just to fill up space. Like not just like normal filler, just it just like they, they threw it in it was almost like they, they threw him in after the fact. And there was nothing collaborative about it. That's that's how I view this one at least. Uh Okay. I just I this is, this wrong, is not a very okay. good song, man. Okay, it's not a very good song. But what, what do you have <laughs> lyrically on this one? God, you were so wrong about the Hall of Batgirl too. There was big, big talk in the record store about that. Well, all everybody in the record store was wrong about that. Multiple people, not just more, even like guests that were there, and like somebody didn't like Hall of Batgirl. I was like, yeah, this fucking idiot, this fucking idiot podcaster that I know, he doesn't, he thinks it's a stupid (laughs) song. It is a stupid song. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have all been brainwashed like you've all been brainwashed with uh, certain other things. What do you have lyrically on this one? Fuck. Uh, This song follows a concept, right? The protagonist here is caught by the police and sent to prison. The song was written because like Gerard felt like the tour van was a prison at points and stuck in the Mm -hmm. same place with the same guys every day and there's been talks of like like homosexual undertones but i don't get that as much as i do a loss of identity type of thing like a masculine identity if anything Mm -hmm. when you're just stuck with somebody for so long you kind of you pick up on on their their shortcomings you get you get upset i don't know i i think this is him dealing with with uh not having a personal space yeah I, i would agree with you on that i I heard, I heard, I mean, I read things too about, you know, could have some undertones, some like gay undertones, but I, I really don't, I don't see it. I really don't. I think that's, I guess it's all up to interpretation, but I, I, I really think, I think maybe if we were like younger, I would, I would, I would, I would think that, but I yeah. think when you live with people, like when you live with friends yeah, and you realize like, holy fuck, man, like I love you as a friend, but you are fucking annoying. <laughs> Like that type of thing. Once that yeah, happens, no, then then you you start to see things like in the bigger picture type of of sphere. That's true. Yeah, I, but that comes with that comes with age and and just maturing, yeah, becoming life an adult. experience. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, you I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, narrative wise, it's about him getting caught, being sent to jail, going through the mental anguish of being in jail, getting bullied essentially by the other inmates, and. Um, that goes hand in hand with what you you said. He could be actually talking about in this song, so. Um. Yeah, wait. This is your your one B. One B, baby. This is your biggest banger. Holy biggest shit. banger. That's what one stands for. That is the number one. <laughs> so the let's top play it. One. Let's play it. I, I really want to play it then because okay. we haven't played a song for a while. Because we've all been bad. We <laughs> 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 haven't played any song since I'm not okay. Holy shit. Okay, so here's a, you know what they do to guys like us in prison from My Chem. In the middle of a gun. You didn't hear me? Oh. Oh. I heard you say there you go, and that was it. I was like waiting. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what they do to guys like us in prison. There it is. <laughs> From My Chemical Romance. There you go. Your biggest banger. I'm there you shocked. go, baby. Shocked that's your biggest banger. But that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. You like you like the, the musical theater thing more than me. I think, I think that's the the biggest difference between you and I when it comes to music is that is the musical theater thing because I just cannot get behind it. Just in general. You like you that really, show way more than me. Do you me. really not think like Joseph and the Amazing Technical of the Dreamcoat is I don't I like it. Not good or doesn't have any good songs? No, I don't like the music. I just I don't care for the story. I don't even re- really remember the story. I just I'm not a f- really huge fan of musicals. I mean, Singing in the Rain I think is one of the greatest of all time. Oh god. It's such <laughs> a fucking cuck. Dude, Singing in the, in the Rain is great. It's of uh, course it's fucking great. Everybody knows it's great. Like well, nobody would ever say it's not great. Well, you're laughing like it's not great, but because okay. you're so don't be basic. Don't be that's basic. That's fine. I don't. I'll be fucking basic. I don't give a fuck. Oh, like, I love sh- movies. Uh, Casablanca is such a good one. Like okay, no, guy. No, Godfather is so good. Okay, guy. Okay. Come on. This is a fun conversation because that's not true. Yeah, especially Casablanca. Fuck, talk about an overrated movie. Um. Anyway, yeah, what was, yeah, musicals. Yeah, they're whatever. What is, what I, I still don't really care for them. What is your 1B then? Oh, you're going to fucking hate me for this. Oh, God, dude. What you're going to fucking hate me for this. It's Helena, the first song. Are you serious? Yeah. And I hate wow. it. I hate myself. I hate myself for this. Wow. But I think this... the only reason why it's my number one is because there's a lot of nostalgia there. Like a ton of nostalgia. Because this is like, this. I think this song came out like, the very beginning of our senior year and and I knew some people who really liked this band and this song was always playing and it was just always kind of in the background and so just I have a lot of good memories with this song so I think that's probably why it's my number one otherwise I don't know why I would like this song I mean that is just that's fucking crazy boy talk dude they like the intro to this song is also up there for like one of the most annoying things MCR has ever done. It's so fucking obnoxious. I cannot I believe that anybody thought that was cool. I know it's so stupid. I know I can't stand it. But there are a lot of good things about this song. I like is how it a banger fast. For you? No, it's not a banger. Okay. No, come on. I didn't. Not even close. So. But it's, but it's also not a stinker. So it's just an okay song. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how fast and rushed the instrumentals are. Gerard's yeah. vocals are annoying as fuck in the verses. Don't like them. But I like the drop into the chorus. And again, like the transitions from the chorus back to the verses are dope. I like their transitions. I like that they just drop into them. And I think that kind of comes from just not being like good at their instruments or songwriting. And they don't know how to transition yeah, yeah. well, so they just do it. But I like that. But I it's feel like kind of like an innocence to it. The the transitions, yeah, are, are a little bit jarring, but they're not for whatever reason they they, they make it work. They sound they still sound good. It's not like, I mean, I bring up this band. I haven't brought them up for a long time, but Rise Against, like one of the worst bands when it comes to transitioning from a verse to a chorus. Fucking terrible. But now that I think about it, My Chemical Romance are really bad at transitioning. But, but I don't like, know what it is about them that I, it doesn't bother me. It's because it's it's what we would do when we were like 15. Like, like we have a yeah, chorus written, we have a verse written, Let's just play them back to back. Don't worry about transitioning. Just play them back to back. And in that kind of simplicity, you get, I don't know, it, it's endearing. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. But your true. kids having fun. And there's some quick chickas going on in the back of the chorus. 
like that. Yeah, it goes true. back into the chorus. The bridge part has that same vocal effect as the intro. Fucking hate it. And then the <laughs> outro. Dude, typical outro. A lot of bass drum on every beat. The doof, 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 doof. TBS does it. Everybody did it at this point. Fine. Mm-hmm. I like it. Helene is not a bad song. It's not a good song. Eh. My favorite video. And and kind of like to add to the the kind of history of the band, the this was the last song they ever played before they reunited. So when they broke up what, in 2013, this is the last song they ever played. And the last the last line of the whole song is so long and good night. And people were like, oh, my God, that's so that's so beautiful and so amazing and all that kind of shit. And I'm like, dude, this band is not. I am one of those people. I think it's really? so cool. <laughs> oh I love that God. so much. That is so awesome. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just, just so it's, it's too just so easy. To be one it's, of their biggest songs, right? Like it's okay, too it's, easy though. But God, it's that is so cool. Oh, to come God. back for your encore and then close out your 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 career at the time with Helena <laughs> and say so long and good night and walk off the stage never to be seen again, presumably. Uh, that's <laughs> that's commitment, dude. That is commitment to the bit. <laughs> That is commitment to the bit. But they don't view this as a bit. Like if they viewed this as a bit, <laughs> it would have been good. That's the that thing. Is true. It's that is they, true. Were, they were not self-aware. They were just so into their <laughs> own lore and their own their own ideas and the like theatrical shit that, you know, they took this so seriously and Dude, it's it's too on the nose. It's way too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. God damn, dude. I, I I do I do really 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 like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly though this this song is very very catchy but it is very theatrical and honestly this is not a song that should be my 1b but like i said it's really only my 1b because it is a uh it's so nostalgic do, so do, you, nostalgic do, you, do you playlist this song no i don't playlist this one. Oh, so you really don't have any b's well on this album no if if you're not if you're not playlisting, I mean at, at this point we're just we're, we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel just to try yeah. to like pretend we have a B. Well, I mean the the only the only two songs that I've that I ever playlist are the Na 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 is the Na 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 song from the first record, and then also um, what's it called from the first record? The Honey, this mirror isn't big mm. enough for the both of us. Those are the only two songs I ever ever go back to. But I still like Helena. I still think that's the best song on this record. It's stupid. Okay. It's, okay. It, it's stupid. And dude, I agree with you too. That that opening, it's so it, like the whispering. Like I don't, I can't even remember what the lyrics are. But uh, it doesn't matter. Don't even try to do it because it's yeah. so bad. And just like that 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 subtle palm mute. Oh God. So yeah, really, yeah. It, it's so bad. Everything about it's bad. It's awful. It's like <laughs> talk about a band that is just so basic, like just one note. They're just hitting one note with not even like a cool effect on it. Like there's no, there's nothing interesting about that one note. It's just like, like a clean, a pretty clean guitar tone with just the one note hitting just the, the up down up down up down up down. It, it fucking beyond boring, man. I agree. Oh, this band. So, lyrically, what do you got on this one? I thought it was uh, pretty sad, but yeah, apparently it's about Gerard's like grandma and also his his uh, brother's grandma. They're the same grandma, so they're brothers. Yeah, they have the same grandma. Yeah, uh, they don't have to have the same grandma though. They could have different grandmas, I guess. Uh, they're stepbrothers true. or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it's about their grandma that died. And I guess their grandma, who was not named Helena, it was like Elena or something else that was not Helena. But she yeah. had a big impact on Gerard. And, and they spent a lot of time together. But the last year of her life, I guess he just didn't didn't hang around too much. And he felt super sad about it. And that's really sad because yeah. that's some stuff that you like take with you forever because you can't, you can't make up for it because she's gone. But like, yeah. I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's really sad. That was, that I, was, I think this is the saddest song on the entire record. Yeah. This that, is the that, only time he's been, he was ever vulnerable on the song because everything was always so much like, let's follow the story. Let's do this. Let's do that. It, but this is the only time like where it was, one hundred percent genuine was on the right. song, because like you, you, you know the whole like seven steps of grief or whatever it is, where where one step is like you blame yourself, and Gerard went through that, and I didn't know like he had such aggressive substance abuse issues yeah. in his past, and and like these all are are part of like the grieving process, and the guy's an emotional guy, so this 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 cut him deep, this yeah. cut him deep. I thought the lyrics were really, they were really well written too. Like on yeah. top of the message, I think once again, I I speak so highly of his of his lyrics. I think his lyrics are, are fucking great. Honestly, they're really, really good. But damn, the band falls so flat. <laughs> um, but, so yeah, that's my number one. That's my one B. So what's your two B? That is just, what are you talking about? The video? Because my favorite video. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the video. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah. This I is like your, the video. This is your yeah, this is my favorite video. This is my least favorite video. How? What? I think the the whole the whole, the girl coming up, you know, with the the death makeup and doing the ballet dancing and all that. I think it's so cheesy. And then even the part where they're carrying the casket down, which is very emotional. I I totally understand that. But Gerard has a way of acting where it's very much overacting. Like a lot of theater kids, like do. a theater kid, yeah, like a theater kid, and, and and that's how that's how he is in all of the videos, because his mouth is so big. He has a very big mouth. Have you ever noticed that? And when you have that big of a mouth, it's very easy to overact. And he really, he really just kind of lays in on that. And yeah, I just at this video, I just I don't really care for the way the way he sings the choreography. Ugh, it's so lame. The way he like like over enunciates words reminds me of of Semigrin in high school, and she used to oh always boast and talk about. She's always oh like deaf people love me because the way I I I use my lips to really I don't know really get into the word they know they can lip read me really well because I I don't know, my, my my lips are active. She would mm-hmm. always say my 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 lips are active. Yes. I was like, my God, dude, who cares? Like, shut the fuck oh, up. Wait, wait. Okay, so anybody here doesn't know, Miss Simmergren was our, our, Jeff and I were in theater drama together in high school, and she was our teacher for three, four years, all through high school, because we were drama kids, but you more so than me. But yeah, she was our teacher. So whenever we say Simmergren or Miss Simmergren, it's our teacher. So there you go. And she was really cool. She was a really cool she was teacher. Awesome. Yeah. Probably one, like a top three teacher I ever had in high school. Yeah, she was a she was awesome, super. But cool. she was also like ridiculous in some aspects, and 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 that was just <laughs> one where. But it makes sense. But like when you over when you overuse your lips to like I'm kind of doing it right now, it's annoying. 
when you, when you overuse your lips to to emphasize what word you are saying, it's easier for like lip readers, deaf people, or anybody reading your lips to pick up on what you're saying. I get it, but that's what Gerard does in his videos and the way he sings. You can hear him like over enunciate words, and yeah. again, it, it brings you right back to like high school drama. And it, it, yeah, I think this is this is. This is ridiculous. This is this is this is drama kids. These are drama kids that made a band. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> not not to say like every drama kid is like this because I mean we know a lot of really cool drama kids that that we went to school with and and all that kind of shit. But there are some of them that were just oh my god they were obnoxious beyond belief. But it's crazy. I I I don't know if I even told you this or I, I probably I had to have. But one of the drama kids we went to school with, I saw him again like a decade later working as the head pirate over at uh, the Medieval Times equivalent, but for pirates. You did say that. Yeah. Wait, I think I know who it is. I'm not going to say who it is, but does it start with a J? Yeah. Okay. I know exactly. Okay. Yes. And like, I mean, I'm at the point because I brought the kids to it. So I'm at the point in my life now where... If I see somebody I recognize, I automatically like, oh my god, we went to high school. I know you because I know I I recognize faces more than names. Yeah, and he has a he recognizable was, face. He was just not having any of it, and I was like, oh yeah, cool. That was like a good talk, I guess. So I I don't know, maybe wait, he I was a dick to you. He wasn't a dick. He was just very standoffish, for oh. sure. Even with like the kids, I, I Nick and Kaylee, very yeah. standoffish. Weird. And I wasn't like a dick in high school, but I made fun of a lot of people, including myself and everybody. I, you know, so I don't know. I think you I made think... Friend of, fun of your friends more than anybody else. I made fun of everybody, just like yeah. teachers, principals, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just all these, all of these high school memories are just like rolling back into my head of when <laughs> I made exactly... fun of people. I mean, like, what was going through my mind right now was just all the stupid shit that we would do in class, and all the just the stupid stories, like the pranks, and all that shit just came flooding back into my memory right now. Literally, took none of it seriously. Yeah, it was all so silly, but it was fun. It was was fun, but so yeah. yeah. (sighs) Ah, shit. All right, so let's move on from Helena. Uh, Very sad song. Saddest song on the entire record. I like the video though. Yeah, the video is fine. The I mean, I would never like watch it again. But out of the three videos, I thought this one was the best, and the World War Two was the worst because it's just like, dude, don't don't treat me like a fucking child. But I think okay. you also you you like this so much because there was the choreography, there was the dancing, there was yeah, it was like watching him. And musical. the whole choir stands up when he like yeah. preaches. Oh, that's so annoying when he preaches. But when the choir stands up, <laughs> that's on point, dude. Everyone's standing up in unison. Like that's hard to do. Uh I liked it. It's good. Okay, yeah. It's, it's okay, fine. so that's your one B. That's my one B. What do you got for dumb, your two B? Wrong. Um, thank you for the venom. Okay. That's a, thank that's you a for one. the venom. I think that's my three B. Did I fuck? It? Oh, that's my three B. Yeah. Thank you for the venom. My three B. So, I love how the symbols ring out. I, I like that they just linger there for a minute. That's the the intro here is just absolute banger. And my third line about this that I wrote, I said, fucking Gerard, you just had to do something so fucking stupid. 
But I still kind of like how he sings here. But God damn, you're annoying. Everyone's on point here. Everyone's yeah, matching yeah. the pacing together very well. I like this solo because it's kind of set up like a breakdown. But then it goes into the more traditional solo, so it leads somewhere. There's a transition there. This is better mm-hmm. songwriting. And like how the solo ends is kind of cool. There's that loud feedback and like string screech noise. And then it goes into the clean channel picking. Mm-hmm. That's better songwriting. Now we're getting to like some better songwriting. And I dig that. I respect it. I like it. But then again, with the classic emo kid outro, again, very TBS, right? Slow mm-hmm. things down for a second. Layer the vocals. Someone's got to be yelling. And just hit the bass drum. Doof, 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 as everybody just speeds up in outros. <laughs> Can't go wrong. It's so true. It's so can't go true. wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh! Also, the guitar riff in this, the main guitar riff, is super metal, super super metal. And like you said, the transitioning is some of the best transitioning that they do on this record between the metal that that really actually cool metal riff into the very pop punk kind of, I guess like I don't want to say chorus, but just kind of melody part. It's really good. I mean, overall, and and overall, it's pretty fast. It's upbeat, um, and the guitar solo. I I made a little note of that 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 small guitar solo. It's it's just enough to not be to over to overstay its what to overstay its welcome. I guess you could say it's it just fits it fits really nicely within the song. But there is a lot going on in the song, and I feel like that's what's exciting about this song, and also. The second half of this record is much better than the first half. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's very bottom heavy because we always say top heavy, but yeah. it's very bottom heavy on this on this record, and that's very rare. It's usually the complete opposite. But after Ghost of You, the album really kind of picks up. It really does, and they become it kind of it kind of almost reverts back to their first record, but not nearly as kind of raw and and sporadic or. I guess sporadic and feeling feeling like it's gonna fall apart. But this is a really good song. This is this is a really good song. That's why that's why it's my three B. Mm. So I don't know. Should I okay. play a little bit of bit of it and then we get into the Play lyrics? a little bit. Pick out those symbols because they linger for a minute and I really like that. Okay. So here it is. Uh thank you for the venom from my chemical romance. There's a there's some parts of the song that remind me a lot of some forty one as well because they they do incorporate the 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 metal with the pop punk kind of well on this song and obviously some forty one really meshed those two genres together perfectly but it's a good song man solid stuff yeah. solid song so I I don't know if you looked it up but um this this the single for this song they. Thank you for the Venom, the seven-inch single. A side is this song, B side is the song Jack the Ripper, which is like a Morrissey cover. I think it's a live version of it. Uh, the single itself is going for two hundred dollars on Discogs. Jesus Christ! Yeah, isn't that insane? <laughs> Fucking That's single. Annoying. This single is two hundred dollars. On the uh, on the other album, the fucking what's the electronic one? The Danger Danger Dog. Danger Days. Dan- Danger Days. Danger Dog. They, they did a cover of Common People by Pulp for that album. Did they really? Yeah. Is there a single for it? Uh, it was a B-side or like a, a Japanese pressing of a seven inch and maybe there was like three or four songs on it. Um, but damn, it is bad. It oh, is, is it really? fucking oh, 
bad. It is so awful. <sighs> it's almost like deliberately awful. Like they try to make it bad. That's how bad it is. Well, that's really obnoxious. Yeah, I was. I, I, I as I was looking at it, I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" They did like common people. That's a really dope song. Like everybody, everybody can do that song at least good. <laughs> nah, nah. Them. I'm, I'm like going. I'm, I'm going right now. I'm checking all the, the singles on Discogs to see if it's, it's on any of them. Like an actual vinyl copy. No. Yeah, I don't see it anywhere. Bad. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, it's not that Bad. hard of a song, but whatever. What are you gonna do? I don't. I don't. I don't know why you would cover "Common People," knowing that Shatner perfected the song. That's true too. So, I don't, I don't know why you would ever do that, but that's fine. So, uh, kind of on a side note, would you ever get the um, the the conventional weapons record on vinyl? No, no. I would no. Okay. Because I was gonna say my my it, my, my my chem uh, collection okay. is complete. Okay, that's fair. So I was gonna say because you can't buy that entire record in its entirety on vinyl. Of course, why would you? Uh, be you able can just to? buy the singles. So there's there's five different singles, two on each side, obviously, and they each go for like between one hundred fifty dollars and two hundred dollars each. So we're looking um, at about a thousand dollars for to get all those songs on vinyl. That's cool. So that's that's obnoxious. That's that's fun. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that <laughs> out there. Uh, since I'm on I'm I'm on Discogs right now. Yeah, I, I, my 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 collection for My Chemical Romance is is officially complete with the one and only I will ever buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it. So I think I think I would. I mean, obviously, I want the first record, but I think a single wise, I would just want to get Na Na Na. That's the only thing I'd want. Otherwise, I, I just do you, I don't. I do don't you care. like buying singles? I think I'm starting to get into it, but only with songs that aren't on the records. Because a lot of the because a lot of the seven inches I have are stuff that's not on the records, mm, like okay. that Angels and Airwaves song. All that's left is love. It's not on the record. The AFI seven inch, you know, the Weezer one. It's just yeah. I just I, I'm not gonna buy something that's already on a record unless it's so difficult to find that particular record. Then I'll buy some of the singles. Unless that record fucking monumentally sucks, but yeah. that one song is fantastic. Like that Weezer record, <coughs> which oh. has arguably one of their best songs. But that I mean, record it's a is good trash. Song. Oh, it's fucking good. I mean, it's it's, good it's top. It's top five for sure. Oh, I just can't. I can't. If I you're can't. wondering. Come on, I can't. Come I on. can't put that in top five. No. You can. There's, you're you're just I too can't. scared. You're a scared boy. You're a scared yeah. boy. We've I, all I been scared boys. We've all been scared boys at some point, but you got to overcome that fear. I mean, there's there's five, five blue out blue songs that that are better. There's well, that's five stupid. Pinkerton songs that are better. There's not five Pinkerton. No, come on. See, this is this is the thing too. You're so brainwashed with Weezer, thinking that the only thing good. Is from Pinkerton and Blue, or Pinkerton's Blue and Blue's Pinkerton. I think I think Hashpipe's a top five Weezer song. Well, that's not true. (laughs) 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 Yeah, just trails off. (laughs) (laughs) I love that song, but it's not top five, man. Come on, come on. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, that was really stupid. I'm trying to see like a na 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 how much that that's that single goes for. Probably 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 a million. Probably hey, a million, mil two. Yeah. Mil two. <laughs> oh my god, seventy two dollars after shipping. Oh god. Yeah, Buy fuck it. that. No, yeah. sixty six after shipping. That's the cheapest one. Oh, it's it's a steal. It's a steal. Picture disc and all. Picture disc and all. <laughs> anyway, back to uh what were we uh thank you for the venom. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for the venom. So, do we have anything else on this song? Should, what nah. else should we really do? Okay. I, so I think I only your... got like two more Bs, dude, and then, and then it's all shit talking. <laughs> I have right. one more B. We've done a lot of shit talking, so I don't know how much more shit talking we can do. Oh, dude, I have so much ourselves. notes of shit talking. <laughs> all right, so my my two B is Hang 'em High, the song Ooh, right Ooh, that's after. my three B, baby. There we go. There we go. We're kind of on the same page here, kind of on the same page. So this is like the... I hate to say it like their Western song because the only like Western elements in the song is like the first 15, 20 seconds. And then you hear some like subtle things throughout the song, but otherwise this is just more of the same, but I still really like it. I really, really do. The, I mean, I don't know. Let's start with the beginning again. It has the, the twangy, twangy guitars, the whistling. It's so, it's so, um, I guess, on the nose and just so basic of a Western song. Like they, they took like the most basic elements of a Western song or a Western movie and put this into this song, or at least the beginning of the song. Yeah. Before they jump into like the fast part. But uh, they they, they threw out the Western sound early on. They they made it over the top, like you would in theater, right? Just everything's mm-hmm. over the top. And then they shied away from it. They they immediately went away from it, but then brought it back very, very subtly here or there. Mm-hmm. But overall, like the only time you ever would think this is a Western song is in the beginning. If that song was or that part was omitted entirely, you probably wouldn't pick up that this was like the Hang 'em High was like a Western inspired uh, song. And I like that because I don't know, they, they attempted it, but they didn't wait around for it too long. They they, yeah, they, yeah. they threw it out there and then moved on. I and like it's that. like why why even do it? You know? Why, why not? Why not? Why, why even do the twenty seconds or fifteen seconds of it? It's like throw it in ten seconds. Yeah, if that okay, that's what I'm saying. Like why even do it? Why not? If you're never because gonna go fun. back to it. If you're never gonna go back to it. Why do you gotta go back to it? This is this is a monster of the week at that song here. This is this okay. is yeah. it's fun. It's cute. <laughs> I I mean lyrically it is kind of a monster of the week song too because it has nothing to do with the overall narrative but uh this is this is one of the fastest heaviest songs on this entire record and that's probably why it's my number two this is one of the few times a very very few times where mikey way kind of breaks through breaks through the mix and you can hear his bass playing and he does i mean he doesn't do anything crazy or or super memorable but you can actually hear his bass because the the two guitars play because the, the two guitars playing through each side of the 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 speakers or the headphones whatever they're kind of doing their own thing kind of I don't want to say wanking because they're not wanking at all but they're on just they're just kind of doing their own thing but then Mikey's just doing he's just that that solid just kind of rhythm like he he kind of finally locked in with Matt and that's what we get in this song and I think that's one reason why I like the song as much as I do is because the is because of Mikey's playing. Because it actually sounds like 
a band. It doesn't sound like a theater, like a theater, a high school musical. It sounds <laughs> like an actual band. And that's why I like this song. Outside of that I, intro. I, I agree. I think, this, I think the song's fucking dope. I think it's super fast. The chorus slows it down a bit to give some relief. But like mm-hmm. right after the chorus, it's over. It's just, it returns right to the fast shit. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't stop. Doesn't doesn't take a breath. It's just okay. Let's go again. And then I guess it features Keith Morris on on oh, vocals from uh, Black from Flag Circle Jerks. Circle Jerks, yeah. But I didn't hear it. I I mean, I, there's like a very very buried verse that like a spoken word thing he says, and some mm. of the screaming and yelling towards the end is supposed to be him. And from what I read, I guess. Like the band or Gerard or somebody saw Keith Moore somewhere and essentially cornered him and like begged him to be on this record, <laughs> which sad. I kind of like because there's no fucking way Keith Morris would ever be involved in some shit like this had it not yeah. been for begging. There's no way. But also Keith Morris has never been like a total asshole. He's not like Henry Rollins or... or not a total asshole, but... He would not commit to something that's this fucking stupid. This lame, yeah. That's that's like, true. This I is guess. this is lame. Like, this but also is fucking he lame. hadn't he hadn't had Keith Morris at this point. What in two thousand three, two thousand four? Circle Jerks hadn't. They were yeah big in the underground, but they hadn't really kind of had that nostalgic return yet. And his his time in Black Flag is almost non-existent, unless you're really into Black Flag. Like no, he was, it was just kind of like a I mean, he, found, I mean, he founded the band and he founded both well, bands. He did. So no, I agree. No, he did. He's iconic in the scene, but yeah, no, for sure. Like Circle Jerks was was almost a a, a decade off from from their last album. Yeah, close to it maybe. But I feel but like yeah, it wasn't until like the mid 2010s where like the old school like kind of obscure punk started to make more of a comeback, like the Circle Jerks and shit like that. Like there wasn't. Like this is like the forgotten era of that era, if that makes any fucking sense. He he had another band too, or he was in another band that I, I can't remember the name was. was he's in some other band that was popular in like the two thousands. Oh, oh, it was um, it was uh, all right. No, that was all. Was the guys from Descendants the, minus Dude, Milo? I, you're you're right, but it's something. Something. I'm I'm looking it up real quick because it's gonna drive me nuts. Some yeah, he he had a different band that he was in, but I don't know if that was maybe there was a, a gap in between. Like I, um, I I couldn't find like where where they saw oh, Keith it Morris was off the band off, off with with the exclamation yeah. point yeah 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 off there we go uh, we were close with all it's all the same that was close that was good it's all it's all off the same it's all off the same yeah yeah <laughs> dumb <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's all right. It's fine. Uh, Hanging uh, My is a good song. I like it. Ooh, dude, he was in a band called Midget Handjob. Midget Handjob? Yeah, they came out with one record in 2000. God damn, what there a we name. Go. What a name. Anyway. Midget Handjob. Um, yeah, Hang Em High. This is a song. Uh, so so let's, let's play the song a bit, and then we'll get into the lyrics. Sound good? Sure. All right, here it is. Hang Em High from... My Chemical Romance. All right, so what do we have lyrically on this one? <coughs> um, isn't this just like a, a a guy and a girl riding around on a fucking horse, and the guy's like, "Oh, if I'm dead, then you should keep going without me." And she's like, "Okay." 
Is that what this is? No, that that's 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 a that's an interpretation of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I I I think I think there are multiple ways you can look at this song, and I think that's kind of the. I, I mean, I hate using the word, but the, kind of the genius behind Gerard's lyricism or his lyrics, lyricism, his lyrics, uh, is that he can be pretty ambiguous. And, and I, I got, I have two things here. One kind of follows the, the overall story arc where it, it's just him kind of going out, just killing as many people as he can to, to kind of, bring his kill count up to the thousand that he needs to that he needs to reach and this is kind of the story behind that or a story behind reaching that kill count uh but just kind of set in a western thing but i think considering at this time he was he was an alcoholic he was into cocaine and i don't know what other drugs he was he was into but kind of what i got was that this is an up and down song. So this is like the counteracting of the different drugs. So drugs. So like him getting drunk, then taking cocaine to bring that, to bring him back up and then drinking more to bring him back down low. So I think it's, to me, this song is like the up and down of the various drugs he was taking, the uppers and the downers he was taking. Dang. That's kind of what I got because there are a lot of, I mean, I don't want to go too much into the lyrics, but I mean, there, there are various things that he says that seem that are, that that are counteracting each other. And then I think what is what does he say in the chorus? Like, I don't have the lyrics up with me right now. God damn it! I wish I did. But I don't know. Prepared always. I know I should always be re- be prepared, but I feel like this song, on a personal level to him, is about his own addictions. And taking the uppers and downers, and how taking the uppers makes you feel really good and want to get on a ride and just kind of go crazy, but then immediately come down from that because the high only lasts so long. But that's what but I got to on this one. But don't stop if I fall and don't look back. Oh, baby, don't stop. Bury me and fade to black. That's yeah. of course. I I feel like that lyric is is kind of the the rise up of the cocaine or like the upper. And then him drinking and then the fade to black is the alcohol fading to black because that's usually where alcohol leads to. It leads to okay, that, okay, that blackness. Okay, okay, okay. That's kind of where I was. I, I didn't like, remember the exact lyric, but that was one of the things I was trying to remember right now. Okay, that's I can I see it. I mean, the the concept of, of I don't know, the high, the highs and the lows, like you said, I can see that. I get it. Yeah. And I think maybe we, like subconsciously Gerard is better than he thinks he is. But again, like the music just doesn't back him up properly. True. And then also, I mean, maybe this is kind of a stretch too, but the song Hang Em High is obviously about hanging somebody from a noose, like in the old Western days. And I feel like that the title of the song was intentional because he was very depressed and probably suicidal at moments. And when you're using this much especially with the downers, you're more susceptible to committing suicide and having the title hang them high is kind of like a, a subtle way of saying like, you know, this could end very bad to the point of death, but I don't know. I, I have, I have one other song that I think he really nailed it on, but I like, I like this part of hang them high and the hang them high thing too. If you think of how, how people were hung in like the Western days, right? Like mm-hmm. for all to see, like this person fucked up, 
not everybody knows this person fucked up. That's why they're hanging here in the town square. So Gerard is thinking that the whole world knows his inner problems. Yeah. And that's why he feels he's going to be hung up high for all to see. I can't yeah. dig that. There's a song on here that reminded me of Thrice. Oh, it's not a fashion statement. It's a, it's a fucking death wish. The, the intro part reminded me of something like Thrice would do early on. Uh, musically or the lyrics or something? Like the way he sings. I think like Phoenix Ignition, like that type of oh. intro part. That, that sort of reminded me of. I, maybe I'd have to listen again. Yeah, when you when you edit, you'll listen again. You're like, oh yeah, Jeff was right. I'm a fucking idiot, and then you'll say, I'm sorry, (laughs) like you always do. That's not gonna happen. I won't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. All right. So, we have anything else on on Hang Am I? No, that's 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 more than than what I got. (laughs) That's it. Damn, I feel like I feel like we went from like complete shit talking for forty minutes to getting really kind of deep. The hey, Jard's the best and the minutes. worst part of this band, honestly. Dude, I know it's so it's so obnoxious. It's so annoying. It's so. <laughs> I don't know, annoying, like dude. when the last time we like had this kind of, of 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 separation like this. Like, the one person is the best and worst part of the band, right? Ah, oh, because never. Like, I, I and, don't know. <laughs> and I think it's only because everybody else is so mediocre. So, that's yeah, nobody what makes him the worst. Them. Because that, helps that's what makes him the worst is that he's so mediocre. You know, that ah, it's so obnoxious. But dude, his his lyrics are fucking killer, man. Killer shit. So uh, that was my two B. We did your three B. What what are the other songs you want to talk about? I don't I don't have any more any more B's. I will say that the interlude part, like he was for sure channeling like his inner Tom York from Radiohead. That's what he sounded yeah. like. That's what it was going on there. But that song, I put that song as an okay song, but it's, I mean, it's an interlude and not even a good one at that. So eh, I think the whatever. only thing that made it seem similar to Radiohead is like the kind of ethereal sound to his voice, like the effects they put on his voice. The way he was like kind of like dragging on though, like the slow pacing mm-hmm. for right. sure. Like he's, he's trying to be it. But the only other song that I really want to talk about is Jet Set Life. Okay, a later song. Because that was that was almost a banger for me. That that was that was OTF. That was on the fence, almost a banger. Um, but like lyrically, this is like my favorite song lyrically on the album. And I I okay. I dug it. I dug it. So I mean, this is my this is actually my five B. Oh, the Jet Set Life. So what what so yeah what what do you got on this one exactly? So like musically, I, I think it's fine. I like the swell in. I dig the vocals here over like the '80s wet sounding verb effect thing they got going on. Mm-hmm. I think the bass was laying down some cool chops. Drums are crisp, but hear him do hear him do like that Spanish accent thing. Oh man! Wait, does he do a Spanish accent? He he says something like fucking I don't even know what the Bella Bella something Bella Muerte, but it's so bad. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's so fucking dumb. It's so bad. Um, but I like the chorus. I like how he says the first word of the chorus all snotty and then lets it like taper off. I like that. Mm-hmm. And the first part of the bridge reminded me so much of another song. I talked about this earlier, but I can't fucking place it. This is the other part. Okay, so I know. I know what it is. God damn. I know Do you know is. the song I'm thinking of? I don't know the song, but I know the band. I 100% know the band because I put it in my notes. What is it? Muse. Is Matt, it Muse? Matt Matt Bellany, the singer from Muse, there's so many moments, especially in the bridge of this song, 
where he sounds almost exactly like Matt does in this era of Muse, which is the sing for Absolution. Wait, no, is it Absolution? The album is called Absolution. Yeah. Yeah. He there's so many moments on this in this song that sound like that record, which came out God, a year it has before to be this it. record. It, it fucking is, has it, to be it. It was the first thing that came to my mind, and and I'm like, oh, he's he's going deeper and deeper into the whole Muse thing, and then like by the end of the song, I'm like, dude, this is this is like a a bootleg, a very bootleg Muse song from Absolution, which I love that record. That record's fucking amazing, but. Yeah, it came out. I mean, when you think about it, it came out like a year, year and a half prior to this record. So, yeah, no, it's it's a hundred percent Muse and Matt Bellamy. His vocals, it's the vocals. I'm I'm definitely going to re-listen to it and think Muse because like it bothered me all week. I said, no, yeah. this reminds me of something else, but I cannot place it. But it's not it's not a particular song off that record. It's just kind of the overall way Matt sings on it that Gerard was kind of what at least what I think Gerard was like pulling from. But yeah, it was a hundred percent muse. Totally. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I so I, good. I think this is a good I mean this is like I said, this is my five B. It's a little bit faster of a song. Uh there are moment like metal kind of moments here, especially in the verses. Uh and this is another song where the bass cuts through the mix a little bit and I like it. I really dig it. But, yeah, I mean barely, and it's not like he does much, but you can at least hear him, and it's yeah. fun. <laughs> He's doing something that the guitar players aren't doing; they're right. not all playing the same thing, the same power chords and notes. So, but this one, this one is like my favorite song on the album lyrically because because this 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 song, I think Gerard is talking, G Dubs is talking about addiction and personifying that addiction as a woman. The yes. opening verse comparing his addiction to being like helpless and trapped, right, in a jar. Like, that's solid. And he talks about, like, being trapped, like I said, and, and she, his his addiction, poking holes so he can breathe or essentially giving him just enough life to keep the addiction going. And it reminded me of, of like, Weezer's on Pinkerton butterfly song where he kind of compares everything to, like, a mason jar and a butterfly and kind of being trapped like that. And this is good songwriting. I like it. I, I think agree. it's really good. I think it's fucking fantastic, and uh, this is my favorite song on the album lyrically. I I agree with you lyrically on this one. I I feel like he does a great way, a great job of, of, kind of, I guess metaphorically, talking about his his own substance abuse and relating it to a, a girl, a relationship, a romantic relationship, and and how that relationship is destroying him and kind of bringing him down, but he still can't help but want to go back to this person or this drug or whatever it is, even though he knows it's, it's slowly killing him and destroying his life. And I mean, we've all kind of been there, you know, and he just kind of, he, dude, he's just, he's just a solid lyric, uh, lyric, lyricsman, lyricsman. Let's just say that. Lyricsman. Yeah. We could say lyricist, but lyricsman. Lyricist. Lyricsman sounds more fun. Lyricsman sounds like he's like uh, some gesture like out of like the fucking Renaissance yeah. era, or a pirate, writing, you know, writing poems for the king, as in their Queen's English. Here. As the Queen's English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off with their heads! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I, that's, I, um, yeah, I, I think I think what he does best is is when he really pulls from his his own emotional state like 
like we were talking about Helena when he's talking about his grandma. I mean, that song lyrically is just, it's so, it's so dramatically good. Like I, I love it, the lyrics on that song and the emotion in that song. But then like, you know, the substance abuse problems and in, in the few songs we talked about and hang em high and this one. And dude, he, he taught his lyrics are so much better when he's talking about his, uh, his himself rather than writing a story. Like when it's just writing a story, it's, it's good. It's fine. But when he really kind of dives deep into his own psyche, that's when it really comes out and dude, his songwriting or his lyrics are so much better. Uh, should we play a little bit of the jet set life is going to kill you? That's all right. Did you listen to Did you listen to the to the demo, the "Bury Me in Black"? I did not. I that was a good not. song. You like that one? That's that's good screaming, good hardcore, like picking and chugging. It reminded it really? me of some of the stuff. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. It reminded me of some of the stuff from like "Senses Fail," "Let It Unfold You" album, but only the hardcore parts of it. Okay, it's pretty. Yeah, because "Let It Unfold You" is kind of like. Uh, oh, oh, it's hold. an okay album. <laughs> Easy Tiger. Okay. Easy. It's okay. It's okay. Renacer is a better record. Much better record. Much better record. <laughs> I How still do you know pronounce if it's Renacer or Renacer. Renacer. I don't, I don't know, know which one it is. I, I just know. say Renacer because it's annoying. It's. It, I mean, Renacer definitely sounds wrong. Like, I don't, does, there's yeah. no way it's Renacer. But then when you say it, wait, Renacer? Renacer. It sounds really pretentious and annoying and obnoxious. So. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Great record, though. Fucking yeah. best um, before, record. Be, I feel like we're almost to the point of wrapping it up. Before we wrap it up, I do want to say that the producer for this is Howard Benson. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, a couple a couple takeaways here. He uses auto-tune a lot in a lot of the things he's produced. And uh, according to the internet, he said that people that don't use the auto-tune are just fucking crazy. He said it's crazy not to use the autotune. So hmm. that's fun. Um, but he has produced for honestly some of the biggest names in rock. I will I will I will now list <laughs> I will now list the biggest names in rock, <laughs> in rock that he's do. produced. Please uh do. Flyleaf, POD, oh, okay. Crazy mm. Town, and mm. uh Daughtry. So <laughs> There you go. There there you go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those bands sold a lot. They those did sell bands a lot. Did sell a lot of fucking albums, but Shit, 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 and shit. So, and this record, do not care. maybe shit. Um, this record is not good. I will tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the, does that mean we're we're gonna wrap it up? I mean, I, I, all of my big talking points, all of my big shit talking points are good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm good. I think so too. I mean, the I think the only other banger I had was "Give Him Hell, Kid." Which oh, this, you have another banger. Let's get another banger going. Give him hell, kid. I that mean, was an okay song for me. No, we don't have to get into that one. I mean, it's it's my four B, but I think the <laughs> so only reason big what? big takeaways here for me, right? The lead guitar part, I wrote lead guitar part. LOL, amateur, bro, <laughs> amateur. <laughs> it's amateur wonky. It's amateur wonky. I I I agree with you, but it's a little bit different from what they normally do. It's a little bit faster, harder of a song. I mean, it does start with that distorted bass, which isn't anything great, but it's different. It's a nice tone. I like that tone. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. Uh, the one thing I really didn't like, though, was Gerard's vocals in the verses because it has that, he uses that distorted vocal effect, which I fucking hate when singers Ooh. do. 
I got a, I, I got a good it. note for that. And what do you got? I wrote Gerard. <clears throat> excuse me. I wrote Gerard trying to be some kind of goofy ass Wednesday thirteen or some shit. That's what I wrote because it was so <laughs> stupid, and that's what it reminded but me. But see, of. what you said it doesn't make sense because Wednesday doesn't use those. He doesn't really use those effects on his voice. But he's stupid. But he, he writes like, deliberately. He deliberately tries to be dumb in his vocal approach. That's the point. That's the point. But in the end, Wednesday writes really, really catchy songs. Way catchier than anything My Chemical Romance have done. Easy Tiger. The the catchiest Wednesday songs, Murder Doll songs, whatever, are far catchier and better than My Chemical Romance have ever put out. You know, like, Wednesday 13 just takes the approach of, like, the Ramones. All he does is just do basic fucking power chord shit, structured songs, Rambo, and, and all these dumb songs. They're all the mm-hmm. same. There's no fucking difference to them. Yeah, well, you're, catchy. Just, you're just talking about like a, uh, about, I don't know, I'd say six year span in his career and he's been going at it for about 30 years now. I so, mean, okay, that's fine. Okay. You're, you're taking six years. Ar- Chili's you're, has been a restaurant for 25, 30 you're, years. You're, you're also taking six, seven years. Is that the best restaurant there is? You're also taking six, seven years of, of stuff out of a 30 year career. But that's fine. Okay. You can keep doing that. Yeah, and, you've been touring for 20 years and that's fine. Well, Wednesday really is good. better than Justin Bieber. So what are oh, we talking Justin about? Justin Bieber's been touring for 20 years. Well, touring has nothing to do with writing music, but that's okay. We can keep this up. <laughs> so <laughs> what are we talking about here? This has gone so off the rails. Fucking oh, my God. G- give him hell, kid. <laughs> give him hell, kid, yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really. We don't need to talk about this one. Let's, uh, so then let's wrap it up. Give our final thoughts on this record and rank it or not rank it but rate it uh with our world famous three-point rating system where three is a perfect album two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to one is about a bad album but give it a shot and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard so what do you got jeff go this this album is not very good it's just it's just not like overall it's like it's like a letter grade it's like a group project. Like if we're giving the group project scores and then individual scores on the side because one person pulled more weight than everybody else, I guess it'd mm-hmm. be different. But this album's just not very good. I like, I think like musician-wise, the drummer maybe would be like my favorite, my favorite person in the band. But that's only because he's just like, God damn. He just throws like a bunch of like cool fills, like a lot of, lot of, lot of really like rushed drum rolls. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, it's fine, I guess. The band, man, dude, the band's just, they're not bad. They're just, like, non-existent. Like, why even have a band? Just <laughs> use fucking uh, Fruity Loops or use Sonar or just put your, record it through your computer and just make a fake band like Beartooth does. So, I don't know. <laughs> this album was, was uh, severely disappointing coming off their first album and... I have way more negative things to say than positive about this album, about this group. I think Gerard is a fantastic lyricist. I think he has a lot of really great ideas. I just think he has, he he's not surrounding himself with people that are, that are making those ideas better. Mm-hmm. I think he's surrounding himself with people that are making those ideas worse. And he's not, he's not 
really able to flesh out a lot of those ideas, except for the Black Parade. I think the Black Parade is a solid concept album that's easy to follow musically. Mm-hmm. But the songs are fucking garbage. Like there are more bangers on this this album than on Black Parade. So I don't know, man. This was um, this was both enlightening because of his lyrics and extremely disappointing because of everything else. So uh, I give it a one point five. Okay, all right. I give one point five. Like you should listen to this for sure once because it's iconic in the scene. It's an iconic album just from the two thousands. It's something that people still quote today. Bands that are still making music today say, "Oh yeah, I grew up listening to My Chemical Romance," and they will always inevitably say, "Fucking Three Cheers." It's a cool album title too. I like the I like the album title to be honest. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. That's the cool. Al- the album art was was okay. It wasn't. It's not bad album art. Uh, the album art's fucking dumb. I I, can't I, I don't. Stand. Mind I think it. it's so stupid. It's you walk by a hot topic and it's just like this is what they would be. This is a poster that would be inside of a hot topic. Yeah, it's, that, there's, it's that. Gross. there's that. It's cheesy. It's gross. Yeah, I give it a one point five. You should listen to it. Don't 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 take it too seriously. And then uh, this may actually make, like this week makes me want to watch the entirety of the Umbrella Academy, and then read all the comics that Gerard had his hand in, because I want to I want to I want to read more from him. I'm not, I don't even read stuff because reading's boring and I don't like it. But I want to read more from him. <laughs> I don't want to hear more from him. But I want to read more from it. I, I kind of just want to read the lyrics to all the al- on all the on all of the albums without actually listening to the music. <laughs> That's kind of what I want to do, especially would... like Danger Days. I want to get more into that lyrically than musically because musically, yeah, it's kind of boring. But so yeah, you gave this a one point five out of three. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts. I mean, I I totally agree with you. Musically, this is just so underwhelming, but. God damn, is he a damn fine lyricist, lyricman, and um, I really, I really want to read more of his stuff. I, I know he came out with a, at least one solo record, so I'm really interested what that's gonna be, what that is, what that is like lyrically, because I doubt it's a concept record, so it's probably a little bit more emotional, a little bit more, you know, deep than than these records. So. I'm actually really interested in his solo record. Um, but yeah, dude, this has just been a disappointing week. And I, I listened through all of their records at least twice. That's crazy. I know. I know. Black Parade I'm, twice. Like, why would you do that? Because I'm an idiot. I'm a that fucking is, idiot. That is, that is idiocy, yes. Yeah, I know. I, I admit it. I, I don't admit that often, but Man. I'm an idiot. Anyway. Uh yeah, with all that being said, I'm not gonna repeat anything we've already talked about again. Repeat up. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Fugazi, another overrated band. Oh. Still oh. good. Still good. But Fugazi are overrated. Um so yeah, my chemical romance. Three cheers for sweet revenge. I'm gonna give this a one point seven five only because I enjoy the lyrics so much. Because Gerard is the best and worst part of this band, so there you go. That's my that's my rating. But I don't know. We have anything else on this one? That's it. That's all. all. Right. So thank you all for listening. Keep listening. Tell all your friends we're the best podcast you've ever listened to. Obviously, that's why you're still listening. You probably not because you gave up on us. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. 
Fugazi. Charlie. He was good, but Bob just like boring name, boring drumming. <laughs> boring just, name. <laughs> Bob, come on, Bob. Um, oh, Danger Days: The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. So that is a title. <laughs> that is a title. Stupid already. Already mad. Already dumb. <laughs> Back to because uh, I don't. I really don't want to talk. See about how Chris bad Matt, this fucking album is. We, we're talking about Jurassic Park over here. This is how dumb this fucking album is. <sighs> Let's just call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh to come God. back for your encore and then close out your 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 career at the time with Helena <laughs> and say so long and good night and walk off the stage never to be seen again, presumably. I don't know, that's <laughs> that's commitment, dude. That is commitment to the bit. That is commitment to the bit. But they don't view this as a bit. Like if they viewed this as a bit, <laughs> it would have been good. That's the that thing. True. It's it they, true. they were not self-aware. They were just so into their <laughs> own lore and their own. See, this is this is the thing too. You're so brainwashed with Weezer, thinking that the only thing good is from Pinkerton and Blue, or Pinkerton's Blue and Blue's Pinkerton. I think I think Hashpipe's a top five Weezer song. Well, that's not true. <laughs> 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 yeah, just trails off. <laughs> yeah. 